Classic Hits. I guess we're going to have to start at the beginning. Classic Hits 98.9. Pop, soul, and rock and roll.
classic hits. Classic Hits 98.9, Pop, Soul, and Rock and Roll.
The following is another Classic Hit Sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents high school football. Wins right with Harris, wide right, and in the slot is Gruby. And back to pass Waller, three-step drop, goes to the single man, and turning behind him, making the catch, 45, and he's in the open. It's going to be Blasco all the way to the end zone. A 74-yard touchdown reception, and one minute into the second half, the Cats are up 20. This afternoon, the Kearney Bearcats head back to Seacrest Field Lincoln to battle the Lincoln Southeast Knights. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Klatskin Sports Club. Waller back to pass, hit as he throws, got him out of the end zone. King touchdown, Carney high. King got behind Braden Hartwig in the corner, and the Bearcats are up 13 to nothing. And Waller took a shot right as he threw it, but he pops up. Southeast picked up their first win of the season last week against an improved North Platte squad, while Carney's looking to bounce back from a deflating double overtime loss to Papillion La Vista. It's the Bearcats and Knights coming up next, but first, the new Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to see Chris Field Lincoln with KKPR Sports Director Doug Duda right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good afternoon, everyone, from Seacrest Field here in Lincoln. It is time for Friday afternoon football, second time this year that the Carney High Bearcats are on the road to take on Lincoln Southeast. They had success in Week 2, beating Lincoln Southwest, really dominating the game until the fourth quarter when Bo Ells took over and had a couple of long touchdown runs. The story today, King Carney bounced back on the road for the second straight week after a very tough double overtime loss at Papillion La Vista where they turned the ball over four times in the second half, five times total, and uh, then probably caught a break at the end as Papillion uh, missed an extra point with a minute to go when they scored that game-tying touchdown. Uh, it ended up 26-23 uh, with Carney scoring in the second overtime first had to kick a field goal. Papio punched it in on third down and uh, really kind of hurt what might be a chance to, when you look at the schedule, if they can get the wins over the Lincoln schools here, and there's no given about that, uh, about being a 6-3 and three football team, which would have been the ceiling at the beginning of the year for this Carney Bearcat team. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's, and uh, either team can get on a roll because they're going to be favored in the next three games. Uh, whether you're Lincoln East, who's just 1-3 but has been banged up, not healthy, had some kids suspended. Finally, this might be the night or the afternoon, as the case may be, Brandon, where they are as at full strength as they've been all year. And that's a good thing for Lincoln Southeast, but it's also a bad thing for Kearney High because this is not necessarily a must-win game, but this is a must-win in terms of if you're going to set your tone for the district and hope to have a good success over the course of your district play, you've got to start this game right now win this game, and then look forward to next week for the Bearcats. For the folks that are still traveling down, you are encountering rain and thunderstorms pretty much the whole way down. We have partly cloudy skies right now here in Lincoln. We take a look at the radar. There's a possibility that some of this rain that's a little south of Lincoln, a little west of Lincoln, depending on on how Mother Nature wants to play it today, could affect this game. So I think a key here, Brandon, get out 
to a good start, establish that first quarter so that if you can get that lead and Mother Nature messes things up in the second fa- second half, you got a little cushion. My keys to victory are always called the weather report, and whether they're the atmospheric conditions, not so much. It's whether or not one team can establish its dominance over the other. So a couple of keys here to victory for Carney High. Can Carney once again be the bounce-back Bearcats. They bounced back after the Grand Island loss week one. They bounced back throughout the game here at Seacrest Field two weeks ago versus Lincoln Southwest. Can they bounce back after last weekend's loss? Whether or not for Lincoln Southeast, Martez Prather can be Martez Prather. He's coming back from injuries sustained in the offseason. He was banged up but played last week versus Norfolk. He wasn't completely at 100%, but is he healthy enough to be himself and establish that dominant runner that last year had over 1,000 yards rushing and picked up some D1 looks, including for the Huskers, can Martez Prather be Martez Prather? And whether or not Kearney can get its ground game going or whether or not Lincoln Southeast. So whichever team can get its ground game going, I think Doug is going to be our winner here tonight. There is a little wind uh, that will uh, play a factor here, at least uh, early out of this ball game, that uh, will swirl here at Seacrest. Got a good quarterback in Jake Waller for the Bearcats. They've been platooning for a variety of reasons over at Southeast. It'll be interesting to see uh, who Coach Gatula is going to give a majority of the snaps to here today because the listed starter uh, in Johnson uh, may not necessarily uh, be the man that uh, gets it all done. Uh, Strong and Johnson have uh, pretty much 38 for one, 30 for the others as far as uh, attempts go this year. And throughout the course of the season, sometimes that's a good thing for a team if it's a planned, designed idea to platoon quarterbacks. If your intention is to play one quarterback for a certain series of downs or in a certain situation, that's a good thing for Lincoln Southeast. In this case, not so much. Sometimes you have to platoon quarterbacks because of injury, because of suspension, as you said. So in this case, whether or not Lincoln Southeast can use those quarterbacks and find the right rhythm throughout the time for the day. Well, this is the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry or Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We've got all the action coming up here on Classic Hits and online as always at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney where it's homecoming week. No better week to be on campus. We are the Difference Makers. Call to schedule a campus visit today. We'll hear from the coaches Ryan Tula of Southeast, Brandon Cool of Kearney High. Have the starting lineups and get our game kicked off around 4.30. Don't forget later tonight, Kearney Catholic St. Paul is on ESPN 1460. Adam Central Garing on ESPN 1550. St. Cecilia Donovan Trumbull, a top 10 battle in C2 on 1230 AM KHS, also online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We'll take a break here on the New Tech Seed pregame show and hear from the coaches, starting with Ryan Gatula of Lincoln Southeast after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Back on the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits. A little afternoon football at Seacrest and a good day for football as Lincoln Southeast welcomes in Kearney High and the Bearcats getting their second crack at Seacrest and uh, Coach Ryan Catula 
gracious enough with his time to talk about today's matchup. And, uh, Coach, uh, thanks for the time. And uh, we see a little bit about your football team, uh, maybe not where you were a couple of years ago. You've got some good players, a little banged up, finally got in the win column last week. So how do you feel about your ball club through the first four? Well, as you said, we've been banged up here the first through the first few weeks and uh, uh, played some pretty good football teams. And so uh, I think that uh, uh, has benefited us as far as uh, you find out real quick what things you, you really need to work on as a team. Um, our kids very proud of, of how they played last week, uh, uh, kind of a back-and-forth game on the road and uh, really competed hard and, and made the plays that they had to make to, to get the win. Take me back to opening night because then you played Grand Island and Norfolk who are still both undefeated and beat North Platte last week. But that is such a rivalry game that the kids can get so geeked up about all summer long. When you come out just short on a rivalry game, sometimes that has some uh, backlash. How did that? Ha- how did your team handle that? Well, you're, you're right. Uh, you know, when you play a, a, a game like that to open the season, uh, a lot of emotions involved. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, we came up a little short in that game, but you know, I feel like our kids have bounced back uh, from that. They've had a great attitude and have been working hard and preparing well each week. So um, credit to them. You know, they've taken the right approach since then. You finally found a little offense last week. Was that the opponent or was that uh, Lincoln Southeast getting some things clicking in the right direction? I think we executed a lot better last week. Uh, did a much better job of finishing uh, drives in the red zone. Um, you know, against Norfolk, uh, I thought at times we moved the ball pretty well just didn't didn't make the plays and finish drives in the red zone and and part of that's because north Norfolk's a great defense but uh you know i think our execution was a lot better last week uh, uh i thought jack strong our quarterback i thought he made some really nice throws made a huge play for us uh in the fourth quarter on uh, uh the drive where we scored to take the lead and so uh, i think our kids did a lot of good things last week looking to build upon that you don't want to throw the ball a lot, but you've obviously uh, platooned a couple quarterbacks, and, and Martez hasn't had the opportunity to play all four games for you, and uh, anybody that knows a lot about Nebraska football knows he's an excellent player for you. Is everything coming into this Carney game finally settling down for you? Well, we hope so. From an injury perspective, uh, we feel like we're we're getting healthier, and uh you know, we can uh, get to, to doing the things that, that we want to do from an offensive standpoint. I think, you know, last week uh, we had some pretty good balance, uh, which you always want to have uh, every week. But uh, I thought we were, uh, you know, we ran the ball well at times. And then our passing game, we didn't have to throw it a lot, uh, but we were effective uh, with our throws. And, and uh, as I said, Jack made some good decisions. And so uh, we want to be able to maintain that balance throughout the rest of the season. Talk about Austin Johnson, Michael Wilson, who have had to come in and, and play key roles for you. Well, you know they're they're our leaders uh, in our secondary on defense, and uh, you know they've had to play quite a bit of offense here as well through the first four games, and so uh, that can be a little draining on them. But uh, you know they're great kids, great workers, and so um, they've stepped up and done well with that. And uh, hopefully, you know, as we get you know healthier here, they can. Uh, focus a little more just on that one side of the ball and, and be fresher uh, heading into the second half of ball games. As you take a look at Carney, and we're talking with head coach Ryan Gatula of Lincoln Southeast here, as you take a look at Kearney, uh, they're also doing the best with what they've got right now and coming off a tough loss last week. They're a play away from actually maybe being a surprising 3-1. and one. What do you see from them? 
Well, offensively, uh, they're very multiple in what they do. Uh, they always are as far as they present a lot of different formations uh, that you have to prepare for and uh, are very balanced. Uh, the quarterback, uh, he's, he's a tough runner, uh, and he's been real effective throwing the ball as well, uh, high completion percentage. And, um, you know, the running back uh, is a great player as well. We know him. He, he obviously started for him and played a lot last year. And so from an offensive perspective, they're really balanced and, Defensively, they're they're always sound. Uh, uh, they're very well coached, and and uh, you know they're going to execute their plan. And so uh, they're a good football team. Uh, you know, special teams as well. Uh, excellent kickers, and so uh, across the board, they're a good football team. Ryan, what what should uh, the fans expect to see from you guys offensively? Uh, since it's been kind of a mixed bag for a variety of reasons, what is it that you need to get done here today against Carney? Well, I think every week uh, any team is looking to uh, establish, you know, something up front uh, when you win the line of scrimmage and, and, and do well up there. It's going to uh, lead to success as a team. Uh, so we always want to do that, uh, play well up on the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, and I think, as I said earlier, I think we got to maintain that balance offensively, and, and it kind of depends week to week. you got to look at how teams are going to play you and what, what things they're going to try to take away and what uh, – what areas you can go after. Well, I know when we talk to the Carney folks and any of the assistant coaches, uh, when we say, well, what's Lincoln Southeast got? And we'll hear from Coach Cool here in a moment. But, boy, uh, Prather's name is obviously the first thing that comes up, what he can do there and what he can do in special teams for you. Uh, how's he looking right now? Uh, doing much better. Uh, Martez has obviously missed a couple games uh, with injury, uh, has done much better here. We, we played last week. Um, Probably wasn't at 100%, but uh, getting better every day. And uh, um, we're, we're happy that he's back, and, and uh, hopefully we see a uh, full-strength Martez here. We, we feel like he's had a good week of practice. Ryan Gatula, last question here for him on our New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll ask Coach Cool the same thing. Looking at the schedule, the winner of today's game has the opportunity to put a heck of a run together here and maybe establish something in the district. Uh, is that something that you kind of say, hey, kids, we're 1-3, but, boy, we, we can make a run right now? Sure. Certainly we've talked to the kids about that as far as, you know, where we're sitting in the district and, and uh, where Carney's sitting. And so you're absolutely right. This is a, uh, They're all important games, but this is a pretty big game as far as district standings are concerned. And so uh, our kids, like I said earlier, have taken a great approach this week and, and worked hard, and uh, uh, they'll be ready to play on Friday afternoon. Well, one of the great uh, tradition-rich programs in the state of Nebraska, Lincoln Southeast, getting ready to take on the Bearcats. Head coach Ryan Gatula, always great to chat with you, Coach. Uh, Thanks for the time, and uh, best of luck throughout the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We'll come back and hear from the head coach of the Carney Bearcats, Brandon Cruel, right after this on Classic Hits. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show this afternoon from Seacrest Field in Lincoln. Second appearance this year for the Carney High Bearcats. The first one went okay. Let's see if it can happen again as Coach Brandon Cool joins us here on our New Tech pregame show. And Coach, uh, let's start with 
a couple of things here. Uh, we'll, we'll recap last week. I guess when you drop a game on the road and have that long bus trip home, uh, it's it's gut wrenching when it happens. You got to move on. Uh, tell us the positives, the negatives. We know the turnovers in the second half were were a killer, but kind of recap last week's game down at Papio. Well, I think our kids played extremely hard, like they usually do on a Friday night, and so um, proud of their effort and and uh, the things that uh, they were able to do to. Uh, counter Papillion's uh, uh, tendencies or Papillion's uh, way to play defense or offense. Uh, again, when you turn the ball over five times, you're not going to win a lot of football games. We just needed to make one more play, whether it was an open field tackle, a catch, whether it was a uh, uh, ball security issue. and We just needed to make one more play, and we just didn't get it done. So, uh, rightfully so, Papillion was able to win in, uh, in double overtime, and uh, we uh, lick our wounds and get on to the next game. Brandon, what about finishing drives? Is there a magic potion to that? Uh, it seems like outside of the game against Grand Island, you've moved the ball pretty good, but maybe are a touchdown short if you just looked at the stats and, oh, that's about a 30-point game or a 28-point game. There's uh, there's some validity behind those comments. Um, you know, we get down, we're able to move the ball up and down the field, but uh, it was the turnovers that just absolutely killed us. You you move the ball a little bit, and then you have a fumble, or you move the ball and what's in striking distance and maybe kick a field goal and be a little aggressive and throw an interception. And so, uh, again, that's I think Papillion made some great plays on a couple of those interceptions that they had against us. And, uh, it's one of those things where we're just trying to uh, uh, finish it, finish those drives, get points up on the board, and um, you know we got we got to be able to run the ball inside the ten yard line too, which we've been unable to do. And, and uh, those defenses, you know, when you go against 285 to 290 pound defensive fronts like Papillion showed uh, Friday night, sometimes it is difficult to run the ball. And so uh, we went back to the drawing board, kind of figured out a red zone package for us to get uh, touchdowns instead of field goals. And we're hoping that makes a difference for us in our district play. Chat with Carney Bearcat head coach Brandon Cool here ahead of this afternoon's game with Lincoln Southeast. Let's go back to that run game. Uh, we knew that uh, the line was real young and inexperienced. However, you want to look at that. Are you starting to get a little bit more out of Urbanic uh, now that uh, we're halfway through the season than what we did the first couple weeks? Well, I think the key is you you throw Jake Waller in that mix, and we feel like we got a one good one two punch back there where uh, we can kind of get a lot of. Uh, opportunity to do some misdirection with uh, Noah crossing her face and uh, and Waller working downhill or or vice versa and working some wide stuff on some quick options. Uh, I like to see our guys up front are starting to do a little bit better job of gelling together, but I like to see those guys be a little bit more uh, physical and, and try to control the line of scrimmage a little bit better than we've done. Uh, we, we had close to 400 yards there last week, so we've been able to move the ball. Uh, it's just got to be, uh, be a little bit more efficient in the red zone. Is your defense maybe even a little bit better than what you thought it would be? I mean, they gave up the yards against Grand Island, but held them to 20 points, and they've played very solid. And when you look at the score, we've got to remember it's double overtime. That was 13-13 against Papio. Uh, you know, defensively, we've really started to uh, gain some experience. Uh, there's some times out there where uh, you, when you eyeball our, our personnel, 11 guys out on the field, there's some times where I see seven or eight juniors out there, which is very uncharacteristic of our football program. And so those young kids have to get that game experience, which they have uh, here the last four weeks. And uh, those guys have really improved. As you watch them on film, they're starting to figure out where they fit defensively. They're starting to get to uh, their head on a swivel. If they got guys running in third of the zones in the past game, we're doing a little bit better job of uh, stopping the run. Not that uh, we stopped the run very well in the, in, the, in, the, in the two overtime periods, but at least uh, we've done a good job overall of stopping that, stopping that run and making some teams be a little bit one-dimensional. So 
defensively, we're just keep on, we'll keep on improving. And I still think there's going to be another two or three big jumps on our defense. I think we're really going to see some, um, some ability to, to move up and be a little bit more efficient in the run game and in the pass game. A couple minutes left here with Brandon Cool on the New Tech Seed pregame show, head coach of the Kearney Bearcats. We've talked a couple times already about Alex Harris. Not only does he catch the ball, but he's got three picks for you. But I'm not sure that we've specifically talked a whole lot about Tommy Kuchera, who right now is actually dominating the defense for your club. Well, anytime you talk about our defense, we expect our inside linebackers to make every play in the run game. We expect our defensive tackles and our nose guards to keep all those five linemen off of them. We kind of give our, we try to give our inside linebackers a little bit more freedom to get their keys, number one. And then once they see it, they got to be able to run that alley. Tommy played for us all year last year until he got banged up. So his game experience, the game has slowed down for him. And, and the key for him is once he gets there, we got to be able to make every single tackle. So the pressure on our inside linebackers is, is huge. And if those guys play well, our defense plays extremely well. Well, let's look at Lincoln Southeast. This is not the 2011 state champions here for Coach Catula. He's had to really kind of try and find the right mix, and they're starting to find that, but it's been four games. Uh, you told me before we started here they've kind of been hard to scout because of that. They have a lot of guys, a lot of different personnel. You see a lot of different jersey numbers out there in the last three films that we have watched. You know, talking, talking to Ryan at the beginning of the uh, South before we played Lincoln Southwest here we, uh, week two. You know, they, they were really banged up into the preseason. I think they had a couple of suspensions, too. But uh, as you notice, all these new jersey numbers coming out on the field, I think they're starting to get uh, healthy as, as the season goes on, and, and probably rightfully so before district play. And so for us, we got to make sure we're ready to go uh, that first quarter after being on the road the, the second time in, in two weeks. Uh, 4.30 game, we've been to their facility. We're hoping that's going to be a big advantage. But Southeast, playing those guys at home is always a difficult task, and so we'll have our hands full for four quarters. Of course, it's homecoming for them, which can mean a couple things. They'll be jacked up, but then focus sometimes is always the issue for the for the coach of the homecoming team, and a lot has been made of Martez Prather. What type of running back is he? Does he compare to anybody you've seen? Well, we were impressed with him a year ago. They were able to run straight downhill with him, and uh, he's a powerful um, uh a little bit, got a nice quickness to him. But his biggest thing is he gets downhill and he gets downhill in a hurry. And so we got to get him stopped before he gets started. So if we get knocked off the ball a couple times up front, uh, it might be a long night for our defense. He's a special athlete, and I know he's been banged up a little bit. He did not play uh, two weeks ago against Norfolk. He played a little bit last week. He's hobbled a little bit with a bad ankle or knee of some sort. And so I would assume he'll be fresh and ready to go against us here uh, this afternoon. All right, Coach, uh, let's go 2-0 and at Seacrest, at least so far this season. Always appreciate the chat and uh, keep up the good work. All right, thank you for your coverage. That's Brandon Cool, head football coach of the Carney Bearcats. The starting lineups and more as we get ready for kickoff from Seacrest Field right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FTIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. 
And welcome back to Seacrest Field. The new Tech Seed pregame show continues ahead of this afternoon's Carney Bearcat Lincoln Southeast Night Contest. And Southeast, uh, Brandon, uh, you've decided uh, that you, you're going to pay attention to that flip. And uh, was it heads or tails? Don't know about the heads or tails, Doug, but Lincoln Southeast won. They elected to receive. And so they they are receiving going into the south end zone here at Seacrest Field. There is a little bit of a wind here this afternoon. Not quite what we had last week in Loomis, but there is a little bit of a wind here gusting to as high as 20, 25 miles an hour, steady at 10 to 15 miles an hour. It does blow across the field that is out of the east-southeast. If you're down on the field, you don't notice the wind nearly as much, but up here in the booth, certainly a factor for us. All right, let's take a look at the starting lineups. We're a couple of minutes away from the national anthem, and homecoming looks like the Southeast Choir will be singing it. Let's start with the uh, starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney for Lincoln Southeast. The center is number 73, six foot, 290 pound senior Alex Bruner. At the guards on the left side, number 64, 6'2, 250 pound senior Austin Godoy. And the right guard, number 79, six one. 270-pound junior Brady Anderson. At the tackles on the left side, 56 is 6'5", 235-pound senior Alex Pieper. And on the right tackle, 72, 6'2", 230-pound sophomore Bryson Williams. At the tight end, number 45, 6'2", 225-pound senior Jake Dixon. Start taking a look at the wide receivers, number 81, 6'3", 215-pound junior Sterling Smith. And at the Z is number 4, 6'1", 180-pound senior Carter Johnson. The fullback is number 26, 5'10", 205-pound senior Brock Olson. The I-back is number 2, 6'185", pound senior Martez Prather. And getting the start at quarterback this afternoon for the Knights, number 18, 6'2", 180-pound sophomore Jack Strong. Head coach is Ryan Catula. Southeast comes in 1-3, and three, getting on the board with a win over North Platte last week. For Kearney, they were knocked out of the top 10 with that double overtime loss last week to Papillion La Vista South. And here's how things look for the Cats. Number 53 is the center, 5'9", 215-pound senior Christian Geyser. At the guards on the right side, number 54, 6'1", 235-pound senior Ty Roseberry. On the left side, 6'5", 232-pound junior Rudy Stouffer. The tackles on the left side, number 70, 6'2", 237-pound senior Trevor Hayner. And on the right side, number 77, 6'3", 252-pound senior Thomas Lowe. The tight end, number 46, 6'1", 193-pound senior Tommy Kuchera. At wideouts, number 12, 6'3", 192-pound senior Zach Blasco. And number 15, 5'10", 175-pound senior Alex Harris. The halfback, number 5, 145-pound junior Trey Gruby. The eyeback, number 13, 6'2", 202-pound junior Noah Urbanic. And the quarterback, number 18, 6'1", 198-pound senior Jake Waller. The Cats are 2-2, two two, coached by Brandon Cool, And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Coming up momentarily, the National Anthem will take a look at the injuries because there are a couple of injuries out there maybe affecting Lincoln Southeast a little bit more than what we are seeing from Kearney High. Uh, Southeast does have a couple of kids out, and we'll take a look at that after this timeout. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. 
It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great-tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences, fun and innovative new meal options, and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. Nebraska weather is so unpredictable. Don't be left out in the storm with hail dents or even door dings. When your car plays the star in the episode of Nebraska Severe Weather, see the professionals at Dent Popper and Carney to save you. Dent Popper can remove minor hail damage, door dings, and other minor dents without damaging the original paint. Joel, Scott, and the guys at Dent Popper know how important your vehicle is to you, and keeping it looking nice is what they do. Stop into Dent Popper today, just south of the library on First Avenue in Kearney. Our injury report is brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. For Lincoln Southeast, they are missing uh, 6'2 junior Brian Meyer, 170-pounder. That would have been a solid starting corner for this football team and has been out this season. Adam Riley is a tight end that they're going to miss as well, a senior 6'2", 210-pounder. And uh, they have battled their injuries all season long, so we'll see if uh, they can... Keep things going. Isaac Wilson also uh, walking out here with a uh, cast or a boot on his left leg. So they've got four or five guys that are uh, out of uniform here today. And our injury report is brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And you've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you, Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brandon, final thoughts before we get her going. One of the things we're going to watch today is what, the, what, if anything, the actual weather does for us. The wind coming across the field out of the east-southeast at about 10 to 15 miles an hour, gusting to 25. You don't notice it as much down on the field, but you get up. So if a pass gets up or any kick in this wind is definitely going to be affected. Interesting strategy here for Lincoln Southeast. Usually if you win the toss, you oftentimes defer to the second half. In this case, they're taking the ball. They're going to go into the south end zone. Let's see if they can establish their tempo, their running game to start the game. And Carney High will have the wind a little bit at their back. It's more across the field here at Seacrest. And we'll see if that changes throughout the football game. But we are ready to get things going. Back to a return the kick will be Devin McLean, a junior for Lincoln Southeast. And, of course, Trey Goen will put the ball on the tee as they get the clock set here. And we're about ready to go. Our field conditions, as Brandon was talking about, brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Weeches. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed Dealer, science with service, delivering success. Even with all the rain, the new field here at Seacrest is taking it well. One year and now four weeks old here at Seacrest Field. I was down on the field earlier during pregame. The field is very dry, even if you go down deep into this artificial surface. Goen puts his foot into it, and it's going to sail into the end zone, right where the Bearcats want it to be, and Southeast will take over first and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Going from our left to right, all black with a little hint of white and maybe some gold on those uniforms, maybe even sprinkle it in on the socks that Martez Prather are going to be wearing here this afternoon. They've got to establish him early. Got to establish him early, but also 
whether or not that black uniform for Lincoln Southeast will wear on them. It is partly cloudy here, but that also means on the other side of that equation, it's also partly sunny. Wearing all black today could wear on the nights throughout the game. First snap on homecoming. Twins to the right out of the I formation. Strong going to throw a little swing pass out here. Complete at the 20, 25. Stretches forward all the way out to the 28 with Devin McLean, who was not put on the starting lineup, but uh, they do a little swing pass because everybody's looking at Martez Prather on the first play. It's going to be good for eight Second and two. Doug, as you mentioned, McLean was the one back deep to receive that kickoff on the opening kickoff of the game here for the Knights. And McLean has the speed. They founding the ball out in space for a nice yard, for an eight-yard game, bringing up second and two. Same formation. Turn, handed off to Prather, looking for some room off the left side, and he's going to stretch the football just to hit the 30. They may actually mark him down a half yard short. It's going to be a gain of one and second down and one. Coming up there in run support for the Bearcats was number 12, Zach Blasco. One of the things that you'll notice that Carney High will do throughout this game is they're going to load the box. They're going to make the sophomore quarterback for Lincoln Southeast, Jack Strong. They're going to make Strong beat them with his arm. They know Martez Prather can beat him with their legs. They're not going to allow him to do that. So they're loading the box here. They've got seven right now. And the sophomore quarterback goes on first noise, takes it straight ahead. Quarterback sneak gets him four all across to the 33-yard line, and Southeast converts a first down on their opening possession. First down and ten. That was a heck of a line surge there for the Knights, led by their big center, number thirty, number 73, Alex Bruner. Bruner snapped the ball and then actually took out a Bearcat and a half on the way forward and got him four. Big line up there. This is going to be a bigger team all the way up front if you were listening to the starting lineups, uh, even at the fullback position. Now they just put Prather in the backfield all by himself. Strong is under center. He'll swing it out here. It goes right through the arms of a Carney High defender at the line, and it's complete to McLean for a first down across the 40-45 to the 46-yard line. Looked like Roseberry was going to bat it down, and somehow it went right between his arms. Roseberry had a paw up, and Noah Urbanic had two hands up. That actually dodged three Carney Bearcat arms and hands on its way through. Somehow found a way through. Ball now spotted on the 46-yard line. Nice opening drive of the game for the Knights. Keeping it safe, but making sure that Prather is not just keyed on here as the ball's on the far hash. I-formation twins to left side. Um, that's the short side of the field. Strong pitch play. Prather to the wide side. Gets a little seam. Stiff arm. 50. Breaks a tackle into Carney territory. And he's brought down by Kuchera inside the 45, down to the 42-yard line. And that's going to be another Lincoln Southeast first down. Credit the fullback there, number 26, Brock Olson for the Knights. He led that play on the toss sweep to the right side. And he didn't block anybody, if that makes sense, Doug. But what he did is he made two Carney High Bearcats adjust their route to get to Prather. Neither one of them could get there until the third man cleaned it up. And they're hustling up to the line of scrimmage again. Prather all by himself in the backfield. They'll run him right over center, and this time they bring some pressure. Blasco came in on the run blitz along with Kuchera and helped put him down for a very minimal gain, maybe a yard to the 41. Tommy Kuchera and Rudy Stouffer are the leaders on this defense, and Tommy Kuchera actually is leading the Bearcats in tackles by almost a factor of 2-1 to one by the next closest defender to him. So Kuchera is starting to establish himself early, and so is Rudy Stouffer. Second down and nine for a rarity. We actually see a quarterback under center from all the games we've been doing so far. Now three wide outs with Prather double tied in. Back swing pass out to the left flat. It's complete. Little dance and makes a man miss at the 40. Down the left sideline, 35, and to the 30-yard line is Sterling Smith. 
And they are using some outside speed, one-on-one tech, to get the first down again. Outside speed is right, Doug. And on the outside there was Brant Barth for the Bearcats. He was back off the line away from Smith about eight yards there. You have to respect his speed, but also when you allow him to get the ball in that kind of space, that's dangerous for the Bearcats. Nothing but wide receiver screen. Strong is three for three for 32 yards and four first downs. Spread the field again. Two wideouts, double tight end for Prather. This is usually where they run it, but it's going to be a bootleg pass to the right side. Looking, 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 and now needing to throw it away is going to be strong. He never really looked at anything but his first option out here in the flat, which I believe was going to be McLean. He had three guys in the pattern, but he didn't like what he saw. Sophomore just dumped it away, second and ten. Pretty typical of a young quarterback there, Doug, is you, you want to go toward your main receiver you want to go toward your number one threat well in that case number the number one threat is wearing number one he didn't ever come off he didn't look to a second guy who was actually wide open on a deep post pattern but credit tommy kuchera for that making strong get rid of the ball before he wanted to opening drive of the game scoreless southeast on the move second and 10 at the 30 they'll give it to the fullback this time on the dive and Boy, had somebody not just clipped his heel as he came through the line of scrimmage, that would have been a big one for Brock Olson because the middle linebacker was not there. Kuchera ended up wheeling back and helping get the tackle. A gain of four. It'll be third down and six. Sometimes, Doug, all you have to do is knock those two heels together. If you can get a runner's heels to touch each other, you can trip him up, but that's exactly what Carney High did. And credit them for that. Otherwise, it would be a much bigger gain. Third down here and six. Let's see if the Bearcats can get a stop. That was only the 13th carry of the year for for Olsen, back to the eye formation. Going into the wind, rolling to his right, strong, has time. Out here in the flat, complete to his tight end of the 15, breaks a tackle, 10, they can't tackle him, and into the end zone for the touchdown. Sterling Smith, a 26-yard touchdown where the Bearcats miss three tackles, and it's 6-0 southeast as they score on the opening drive of the football game. That's just too easy, Doug. You can't allow somebody who's Sterling Smith's size and speed. Sterling Smith is 6'3", 215 pounds. He's a defensive end and a wide receiver. You don't often see that combination. You don't see that kind of speed and power. He runs a 4'6", He is big, he is strong, he is physical, and he showed that here. And the extra point is on the way, and it is good. So our first five points bank of Carney touchdown is a 26-yard pass from Jack Strong to Sterling Smith. The kick is good, 8.06 to go here, but we may have had a penalty flag. Hold on. And that is the case. We had an illegal formation, and Southeast will have to try it again here. But pretty impressive 80-yard drive here. Five first downs. They went through the air. They did a little bit on the ground as well. And if I've counted it up right, that is a 11-10 play drive, 80 yards, touchdown in 354. Throws to the left, throws to the right, runs to the right, runs up the middle. Throughout that drive, Lincoln Southeast did everything they wanted to, and it showed on the board. Now we'll try the kick again. Carney putting a little pressure on, coming from the outside, and almost getting there was Brant Barth, but the kick is good by Aiden Bennett. 8.06 to go, first quarter. Lincoln Southeast 7. Carney gets the ball when we come back. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. 
This is Doug Ferguson. I've been here at the top of the hill for a lot of years, selling cars and trucks, making friends, and now we're Platt Valley Auto Kearney, and that's what we do. Hey, this is Irish Brain of Platte Valley Auto here in Kearney. I came all the way from Ireland to sell cars, make friends, and say top of the hill, Kearney. Selling cars and making friends, Platte Valley Auto. And welcome back to high school football. Thanks for choosing Classic Hits 98.9 of the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. For this afternoon's game at Seacrest Field, Carney High ready to receive the kick. And booting it away will be Colby Cockle. It will be returnable into that win. Take it at the 7-yard line. Up the field to the 10, Urbanic 15. And he's going to be hit just short of the 20 and driven backwards. So give him the 20-yard line. But just like Southeast, Carney will start at their 20. No, Urbanic did, did a great job there of getting the ball and coming across, which is where his wall was set up. The problem is is the speed of Lincoln Southeast showed itself there. They were able to get to where he wanted to go before Noah could, and they were able to stop him just shy of the 20. Here in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth at Seacrest Field, let's see what the Bearcats can do on their opening possession. If they can answer, Lincoln Southeast, who really hasn't been putting a ton of points on the board, but again, remember, they are fully healthy. It is an empty backfield. Four wideouts. Now Urbanic in motion on the jet sweep. They'll give it to him from left to right. Tries to turn the corner. There's a hole. 20, 25, 30. Right sideline. 35, 40. Breaks a tackle. Midfield and into night territory at the 47-yard line. There's one you see on film. You come out, you run a simple play on the first play of the game and executed beautifully a 33-yard run. One of the longest of the year for Urbanic. Noah Urbanic, that is him being Noah Urbanic because you saw Lincoln Southeast flowing to that side. Just as you said, they had to have seen that play on film. They just couldn't stop it. He hit the hole, used his speed, and then ran over two defenders to get the big game. Now the Cats will go more to their traditional look, and they'll send trips to the left side this time with Harris over there, and they'll roll that way. Waller on the flood, throws it underneath, complete to Gruby. Gruby makes a man miss at the 40, gets up field, and maybe a face mask down at the 35-yard line. They will not throw the flag, but there was a hand on the mask. Nonetheless, it's a first down, a gain of 12. That's a credit to the maintenance facility here at Seacrest Field because, as we said, Lincoln has got a lot more rain in the last couple of days than what Kearney has, but yet this field is dry. Gruby was able to make those cuts. He would not have been able to if this field would have still been wet, Doug. And throughout that play, he made about three good cuts for the big game. Kuchera will line up in the left slot over here with Gruby and Harris. Blasco is all by himself, one-on-one at the top. Out of the shotgun, Waller, option to the right side. Waller's going to keep it. He's hit by one man, but has some yardage to the 30. Stretches just inside the 30, short of the 29-yard line. It'll be gain of five for Jake Waller. And, yes, he may have had a couple of passes that didn't go his way but for the last week, but for the most part, this young man has had an outstanding first half of the season. Again, this the middle game of the year. We've played four. We've got four more to go. This is week five. So many times we'll hear head coach Brandon Cool talk about the leadership quality of Jake Waller. Again, demonstrating it there. It took two Lincoln Southeast defenders to bring him down. Brings up second and five for the Bearcats. 7 nothing Southeast. 6.30 to go here in the first quarter. Carney's first possession. Waller on a draw to Urbana. Room up the middle. First down and more. Into the secondary. The 20 the 19 yard line. And again a 10 on the play for Noah. Two carries. 43 yards and another Bearcat first down. That was a great play call. It was a great play design, and it was even better execution because you had the guards for the Bearcats going one way, which pulled the middle linebacker out of that play. Noah Urbanic on that 
draw, cut the other way, cut back to his left. There was nobody there. Gain of 13 there. So first down and 10, just outside the 20-yard line. Out of the shotgun here is Waller. Waller long count, wants to throw, slant pattern, and Gruby didn't turn around. It bounces off of his helmet and into the hands of Alex Harris, who walks into the end zone for a touchdown. You may have seen it on Thursday Night Football last night where it happened for the Giants. Gruby never turned around. It bounced off of his helmet, and Harris caught it in stride for a 20-yard touchdown, which will even make Coach Brandon Cool smile, come out on the field, and high-five his kids. Fourth time this year, Doug, that we have seen Alex Harris be in the right place at the right time. Three have been interceptions. Two of those interceptions have been pick sixes, and in this case, you're exactly right. Hit Gruby on the back of the helmet, the top of the shoulder pads, right into the hands of Alex Harris for a touchdown. And the extra point by Goen is popped up, and it is inside that right upright. So each team scores in different fashion on their opening possession of the ball game. 6-0-2. It only took the Bearcats 2-0-4 to answer. 6-0-2 to go here in the first quarter. A unique five points bank touchdown. Carney 7, Lincoln Southeast 7. Farmers and ranchers, we know you have many choices when it comes to buying inputs and marketing grain. On behalf of everyone at the Aurora Cooperative, thank you for choosing us. Whether you are harvesting crops or weaning calves, our professional and dedicated staff strive to help you make everything from delivering and marketing grain to cattle nutrition go as smoothly as possible. Once again, thank you for your continued business, and please take time to make safety a priority during this busy fall season. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Barinol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. And welcome back to Seacrest Field as the Carney Bearcats get ready to uh, boot the ball away again. And Trey Goen will send it into the end zone. So going two for two here, pounds that into the end zone. Touchback in southeast will start at their own 20-yard line. But both teams, 80 yards of offense, both teams into the end zone, 7-7, 6 to go here in the first. Both defenses on the opening plays, of the game or the opening drives of the game, not really able to establish themselves because the offenses have been able to do anything that they wanted to for both teams here, Doug. So first down and 10 for Southeast. Back to pass strong. Has time. Going deep. Has his man. It's caught and dropped. Oh, right in the hands of Sterling Smith behind the Carney secondary at midfield. And he couldn't secure it incomplete. On the last drive, Doug. We talked about how big and strong and physical Sterling Smith is. I guess one of the things we ha- we hadn't talked about and maybe we had overlooked is what whether the quality of his hands were there. And in that case, he had nothing but green turf in front of him. He just didn't have the ball. Well, you've got those first few plays scripted, and so far, both offenses have looked really, really good, but a break for the Bearcats. That would have been 30 or more for the Knights. Four down linemen, three down linemen coming from the defensive end. They'll throw that little wide receiver screen to Smith. His hands work this time, and he'll get nine to the 29-yard line where he is gang-tackled. Urbanic helps finish it off as he was hit initially by Brant Barth. 
Third and one. The Bearcats are giving so much respect to the outside wide receivers here for Lincoln Southeast. Sterling Smith is getting a four-yard cushion. He was getting a nine-yard cushion on the near side, on the right side of the offensive side. Number four, Carter Johnson is getting a nine-yard cushion here. Five out of seven for quarterback Jack Strong on third and one. Prather, he has stood up and falls forward for the first down, a gain of two. And you'll have to wonder what will Coach Gatula's strategy be. He knows uh, Carney is going to be focusing on Prather, and that's why he's throwing the ball early. But you keep throwing that wide receiver screen, as we saw really the first time in this game, it's going to get picked off. Or conversely, you pump fake and go, and you leave the defensive back wondering what just happened. First and 10 at their own 32-yard line, 7-7. Other wide receiver screen out here is complete to McLean. McLean gets a block 40, breaks another one, trying to hold on and bring him down by his jersey, is Barth, and it'll be just short of midfield, but another first down, another big play out to the 47-yard line, a gain of 15. Another first down indeed, another big play indeed. And Lincoln Southeast is being able to do, is able to do everything that they want to do throughout their offensive playbook. Everything that they're doing right now is working because they have so much speed on the outside. Carney High is giving them so much respect on the outside that it's actually hurting the Bearcats here. Tate Gillen now trying to squeeze up here on the tight end. And Smith, it's a draw to Olsen, the fullback. Gillen got a hand on him, but he's into Carney territory where Kuchera helps finish him off at the 44-yard line with also in there uh, Trey Clevenger. Credit Tate Gillen for forcing that play to the inside from his defensive end position you did exactly what a defensive end wants to do in that case you don't necessarily have to make the tackle but you have to make the play Gillen forced that play inside where there was help for the Bearcats a gain of nine second and one a lot of short yarded situations so far for the Knights they'll give it to Prather again room off the left side gets into the secondary look out 40 30 20 end zone Martez Prather 44 yards and a 13-7 night lead. Doug, in our pregame, I talked about the weather report. Whether or not Martez Prather can be Martez Prather. 44-yard touchdown run for him. And in that case, he slipped one tackle, made a sidestep to his left, cut back to his right, angled off in that right direction, and outran everybody to the end zone. Well, we did not expect a shootout here as Bennett gets ready for the extra point. It's down. The kick is away, and it is good. 4.19 to go in the first quarter. Friday afternoon football on Classic Hits. Another five-points bank touchdown for the Lincoln Southeast Knights. Southeast 14, Cardi 7. We'll be right back. Buzz's Marine is proud to support high school sports. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over five decades, creating family memories that last a lifetime. We proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated for three generations. Discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. We're seeing a lot of broke tackles uh, both sides of the football. Yes, there's some good blocking up front, but getting into that secondary, uh, Brandon, both teams have had some problems uh, really right up the middle, too. Both defensive coordinators for both teams right now are just looking at each other and looking at their coaching staff and telling their players it's too easy. Lincoln Southeast, two drives, two touchdowns. Carney High, one drive, one touchdown. They're about to get the ball back here. But for both defenses, it's too easy for the opposing offenses. Everybody's been able to do exactly what they wanted to. It's just too easy, Doug. So ready to boot it away from the 40-yard line again will be Cockle. 
And the uh, sophomore kicker will pooch it short, take it at the 12-yard line. Harris up the right hash, 20, 25, 30, and gets up to the 34-yard line before Brady Dixon can make the tackle. So, again, a good return. And Carney High will have decent field position. Remember last time they returned it out to the 20, and Urbanic on the first play went 33 yards into tonight territory. We haven't quite got into the uh, red zone yet, brought to you by Platte Valley Auto of Kearney, just outside of it. But uh, we have a 20, a 44, and a 26-yard score so far. Now it's the Bearcats' turn. They'll come back to that base Kearney look. Out of the shotgun with twins right, single left. And they'll run option to the wide side. Waller's going to keep it, and he didn't like what he saw. He's got to wrap up and go down at the 35. A gain of one for Jake Waller. There have been very few plays of small yardage outside of a couple incompletions, but there's one on the ground. Defending the option, Doug, is simply assignment football. And in that case, Lincoln Southeast, the interior of their defensive line played excellent assignment football. Credit number 72, Bryson Williams, for turning that play back to the inside and allowing his interior to make the tackle. No scores right now from the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. Everything else in our area tonight, Urbanic in motion out of the backfield, not there. So they're going to go deep down the right side and incomplete looking for Brant Barth. He was trying to run between two defenders as they ran the wheel route down the right sideline, but both of the defenders guessed the right guy, had their eyes on the right uh, wide receiver there in Barth, and it falls incomplete, third down and nine. That makes it an easy play there for the Lincoln Southeast defenders, Doug, because Waller threw it into double coverage. Unfortunately for the Bearcats, both of those defensive backs were coming in from both sides. They slowed him up a little bit. Could have been a pass interference situation there. Referee didn't throw the flag. Third and nine now for Carney. Trips to the left side, rolling that way is Waller. Looking, looking, now has to wheel back against the grain. Has some room to run, and then he's dropped from behind, getting him is Sterling Smith. He's done it on offense. Now he gets the sack on defense. I thought Waller was going to be able to get the corner, and then it would have been one on two. But he has dropped back at the 31-yard line. A loss of four on the play and a punting situation for the Bearcats. Talked about it earlier, Doug, how big and strong and physical Sterling Smith is. It's not often that you see a wide receiver on offense who plays a defensive end on defense. But unfortunately, when Waller came back, he came back to Sterling Smith's side. Smith was able to track him down with his speed. Cannon Coster to punt it away. A low left-footed kick, and it does not look good. It went out of bounds quickly. It's going to be a short punt. Probably not 20 yards, maybe about 25. They're going to mark it 19 and 5, a 24-yard punt. So not a great punt, not return, though, either. Not a disaster, but a short field here for Lincoln Southeast. And right now, until the Bearcats can figure some things out defensively, it doesn't matter if it's an 80-yard field or an 8-yard field. They haven't been able to slow down the Knights, who I have for eight first downs on their two touchdown drives. First in 10 nights at their own 45, already leading the Bearcats 14-7, 249 still to go in the first quarter. And it's been a nice afternoon for Sterling Smith and Prather had the big run last time. Out of the eye formation. Pitch play Prather right side. Doesn't like what he sees. Bounces outside. Gets a block. 45-50 into Bearcat territory. He's reading his blocks well. Those big offensive linemen for Southeast holding the blocks well. And Prather gets a nice gain into Bearcat territory at the 45-yard line. Just enough for a first down. 
Ty Roseberry for the Bearcats, the interior defensive lineman, one of the leaders on this team, blew that play up at the point of attack. Unfortunately, Prather was just able to slip out of that. That's what caused him to bounce to the outside. Unfortunately for the Bearcats, there was no outside help. Roseberry did his job. He just didn't have outside contain. Back to the I formation. Prather off the left side, and Carney's there. So there's a keep-it-safe play, and the tackle is made by Robinson. Not exactly. No, excuse me, Roseberry. Well, let me double-check there. Yeah, 64. Joaquin Robinson, there's a name we haven't called before. Not exactly the type of play that you would expect Lincoln Southeast to run. Every single one of their running plays have been a toss sweep to the outside, usually to the right. That was an inside run play for Martez Prather. They've run inside run plays to their fullback, but they haven't ever run an inside run play to Prather, and it showed their uh, short loss. Second and 10 at the Cat 45-yard line. Back to pass strong. Has time looking for a backside screen. Now in trouble. Kuchera chasing him down. Kuchera still trying to get to him. Now he throws a deep ball. It's a jump ball. It's tipped and incomplete. Almost into the hands there. The two number ones, Barth and McLean. And I think that ball actually sailed a little bit there on Barth. He thought it was going to be underthrown. And it got over his head. He barely got a fingernail on it. Good pursuit, but again... Strong had plenty of time to rumble around back there. He did, and in that case, credit Brant Barth for breaking up that play because he read the ball just right. Unfortunately, the wind was blowing that ball enough. It started off as a spiral, and the further the ball went along its trajectory, the, the wobblier it got, and it threw that tra- trajectory off for Brant Barth. Let's see if the Cats can get a stop. Pray through the lone man of the backfield. Strong under center. Takes that five-step drop. Has time, and he's hit by Roseberry and sacked. Back at the midfield stripe, Ty Roseberry from the backside was salivating as he was able to wrap up the quarterback and get the Bearcats first sack. A loss of five. It'll be fourth and 15. This is the night's first punting opportunity here, and credit again Ty Roseberry for that. He beat the outside shoulder of the tackle, number 56, Alex Piper. Completely beat Piper to the point of attack and forced that third down conversion to fourth. And Strong was getting ready to wind up and throw deep. So Harris stands at his 15, awaits the punt. Kick is high, but not very far into this win. Bounces at the 25, gets away from Harris, picks it up at the 15, near the right sideline, lowers his shoulder at the 20, runs over a man at the 25, but a penalty flag comes down. He's still on his feet and is going to step out of bounds at about the 30-yard line, but there's a penalty flag where he turned the corner. is right where he lowered his shoulder, and usually this is a block in the back, but because it was right where the contact was, let's double-check. It could be anything from a face mask either way to a Coach Cool is right there, hat in hand, not on head, waiting to hear the explanation. The flag lays at the 24-yard line, so the Cats will have it either past the 30 or at their 12 or 14, depending on what the call is. And Carney doesn't look very happy over there. Oh, they pointed towards southeast. But Whitecap gave an indication about a block in the back. That was his hand signal, but then he pointed toward Lincoln Southeast. That would be unusual, and maybe that's why we have the long discussion. 106 to go, first quarter, Southeast 14, Carney 7. And they are talking to Ty Roseberry, the captain for the Bearcats. So the punt that time was a 35 yard punt for Lincoln Southeast, Brad McClintock. And returned about 15 yards. And it looks like we're going to get a little more on it. 
And that is the indication. Now, remember, in high school ball, you watch everything Saturday and Sunday. Sometimes it's simplified a little bit more on what actually it was. But it's going to be a block in the back on the kicking team. And Coach Catula, rightfully so, is going to want an explanation. How is that possible? Doug, I think I can count on the one hand of a bad woodshop teacher the amount of times I've seen a block in the back on the kicking team here. You've been waiting to use that for a month. <laughs> and it is a 10-yard penalty, so the Cats will start at the 34. It's not, and all in all, it's not that big a deal. They gained four yards. Uh, the flag was at the 24. The return was to the 30. So it's a penalty up to the 34-yard line. And that is the first penalty of the football game. Correct? I'll have to double-check with our stats department yeah, on that. But check I think, that out uh, for me. And now we're ready to play some football, but not until the referee explains a few things here to Ryan Gatula. While he does that, we remind you that following our football game tonight, Kansas City Royals baseball. Royals baseball all year long usually airs on our sister station, The Breeze, 94.5. But Tri-City Storm hockey begins tonight. Best of luck to the Storm. First-year coach Bill McColt. They welcome in Omaha. Face-off 7.30. And our pregame just after 7 on The Breeze, 94.5. And because of the Huskers, we'll also have the Royals game tomorrow. Here on Classic Hits, it'll still be followed by the scoreboard show. Jet sweep, Urbanic this time from right to left, and he's going to have to do it all himself, and he's going to lose significant yardage back inside the 30, maybe the 28. That's going to be a 5-6 to six yard loss. There is also a penalty flag in the middle of the football field. Lincoln Southeast had that play diagnosed from the time that the ball was snapped because they had... I'm assuming that they had seen that play on film so much and they had scouted it because their entire defense was flowing that way. And unfortunately for the Bearcats, by the time the blocker could get there, he was so far behind the defender, all he could do was push him. That, push, that pushing him came in the back. And so they will decline the penalty on the Bearcats, and it'll be second down and sixteen back at or 15 back at the 29-yard line. And another thing, too, Brandon, when you line Urbanic, up out of the backfield. I mean, that's just throwing up a flare right there. Pay attention, pay attention. A minute to go here. First quarter, 14-7 Knights. They scored on their first two possessions and then punted. This is the third possession for Carney High. And Gruby will move from right to left. Twins to the left side. And Waller will roll to the right, his wide side. Looking, looking. Now a comeback route complete to Clevenger, and he'll step out of bounds just short of the first down marker, which is kind of a tough one there because it'll be third and short. Clevenger just turned to his left. There wasn't a lot of real estate, but a nice play, and it'll be third down and one out to the 43-yard line. Trey Clevenger did everything exactly as you would want a wide receiver to do. Unfortunately, he stepped out of bounds one yard short. So a 14-yard gain and a quick snap and a first down here on the quarterback sneak for Waller up to the 46. He'll gain about three on the play. Tremendous line surge there for the Bearcats because, as we saw two weeks ago when we were here versus Lincoln Southwest, if I'm Jake Waller and I need two yards, I'm going to go over my center and I'm going to go over my right guard, Ty Roseberry. They're going to be able to get me two yards every time. You're listening to Friday Football Matinee Style on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Final 30 seconds here of the opening quarter. Bearcats have a first and 10 at their own 45. Quarterback draw, and Waller trying to follow his left guard will sneak up close to the midfield stripe. Knee hits at the 48. It's a short gain of just two. They were trying to make sure that everybody was following along with Noah Urbanic, 
And that will be the final play here of this first quarter of play. It's Lincoln Southeast 14, Kearney High 7, and we will be back with more high school football right after this on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's back with you here in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member, FDIC. Lincoln Southeast 14, Carney 7. The Bearcats face a second and eight at their own 47. Going into the wind, which is about 10 mile an hour and more of a crosswind from the Bearcat bench to the Southeast bench. They're at their own 47 out of that pistol. It's an option with Urbanic. Waller will keep it. Waller will break the 50. Waller will have the first down inside the 45, and he's running it well for not being a 4-4 guy. He's doing okay to the 43-yard line, and that is going to be a nice gain on the play and move the chains for the Bearcats. Big Rudy Stouffer there, the left guard for Carney High, did exactly what you want your left guard to do. As soon as the ball was snapped, he helped out the left tackle, moved the defensive end out of the way, and then got to the second level. He got to that outside backer, allowing Waller for the big game. Carney going quick with four wideouts. Trips right, single to the short side of the field in Blasco. Looking right, looking right. Now Waller tucks it and runs. There's room up the middle of the field, 40, 35, 34. He did the right thing. They made sure that they played secondary defense out here, and Waller saw that there was nobody in the middle of the football field, so he got a good gain on the play out to the or inside the 35 to the 34-yard line. That's going to be a gain of about eight. We'll call it second and two. Great decision there on the part of Jake Waller because he found that he didn't have anybody open in his pattern, tucked the ball, and made a good decision. He had two defenders closing in on him from both sides. He went right through the middle and was able to gain another two yards after contact. Short yardage situation. They'll bring Dubrai in as the fullback. Urbanic the eye back. They give it to Noah. Starts right, goes left, finds a hole. He stood up right there at the first down marker. I believe he's got it inside the 32. And first down and 10 here for Carney. He didn't follow Dubrai uh, on his block. He went to the hole that he saw off the left eye there. And it looks like we may actually... Bring some chains in here, and our chain gang is coming on the field, just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair will take care of you. So they bring out the chains, stretch the chains, and it's a first down. Two Rudy Stouffer was pretty sure of it. Two schools of thought there, Doug, when you're a tailback in that situation do you follow your fullback your up back blocking you and allow another man to block or with him moving in that direction your middle linebacker especially is going to follow your fullback do you follow that blocker or do you go away to the short side of the field where there's not going to be 
any defenders. In this case, Urbanic took the second option. He went away from his fullback. That's where the hole was, and that's what got him the first down. Harris left, slot left is going to be Gruby. And out here, Blasco on the wide side out of the pistol formation. Urbanic will take it, and he needs to make a heck of a move just to get forward, and he is swallowed up back at the 36-yard line. All kinds of pressure, which uh, instigated the middle of the line from Bryson Williams, but there are four black jerseys on top of Urbanic. And then there's the school of thought, Doug, that when you have four guys on you, you just do the best you can with what you have, and in that case, credit Urbanic for not trying to do too much. As soon as he got the ball, he also was facing four night defenders there was nothing for him to do but go down and we'll play again for second down second and 13 Gruby in motion from left to right giving him twins Waller rolls to his left he's looking down the field for Harris a little comeback route did he get his toe down they're gonna say no that he didn't boy that looked like an excellent catch the official was right on top of it and said he did not get his foot down at the first down marker, so it'll be third down and 13 for the Bearcats. That was a great play there by Alex Harris because he did everything you would coach a wide receiver to do. He went one yard beyond the sticks, turned, had that comeback route. I thought he had his one foot down inbounds. I thought it was a good catch for him. But as you said, the headlinesman was right there. He had a better angle at it than we did, and now we're at third down for Carney High. Third and long, Bearcats at the 30. Five-yard line, 36-yard line of southeast. Back to pass, looking right. A slant pattern, complete 25 inside the 20, and that's enough for a Carney Bearcat first down. There was nothing difficult about that read to Zach Blasco. Zach Blasco simply stepped in front of the defender. There was nothing cute. There was nothing fun. There was no scheming or scamming in there in any way, Doug. All he did was go seven yards down, stepped in front of the defender. The defender couldn't get his hips turned in time. Zach Blasco could. First down for the Bearcats. We have got a one-on-one situation way out here with Harris, but it's going to be a quarterback draw for Waller. Finds a little room inside the 15 before being stood up at the 13-yard line, and he gets half of what he needs, a five-yard gain. Waller, as Coach Cool was talking about in the pregame, we were talking about how Urbanic had been uh, progressing and maybe the line getting a little bit better, but he was progressing, and he says that one-two punch with Waller just behind him in rushing yards has really helped this football team out. Something that Coach Cool also said in the pregame interview, which really impressed me, was that Carney needed to make one more play. So far today, they're making the plays they need to do to be successful and win the game. Second down and five. Ball at the 13-yard line. They'll move tight end Kuchera from the left to the right side out of the pistol formation. Option. And Waller really had it defended well. He's going to be dropped behind the line of scrimmage. There's Williams again. The way they were running, it was perfect angle like you would watch on film from where we're sitting here on the uh, far side of the field, about the 35, and Southeast had it covered. The pitch matter, Bonick was covered. The hole wasn't there, and they'll lose a couple of yards on the play, make it third down and seven. Option football is assignment football, and in that case, Bryson Williams played his assignment, made the quarterback cut inside, and made the tackle himself. Man in motion left to right. Gives him trips to the right side here on third and seven at the 15. Waller rolls that way. Urbanic, a good block. Nobody open. Just lops a jump ball into the end zone and throws it out of the back of the end zone intended for Alex Harris. That was a good job by Jake Waller. He knew that he didn't want to eat it, and so he just threw it in the general area, and it would have been a Odell Beckham-type catch to get a one hand and get a toe down. So a field goal for going coming up. This will be a 32-yard attempt, and it will be right Smack dab in the middle of the field. 
And the wind seems to have died down a little bit. The little streamers that they have here uh, attached to the top of the goalpost here, Doug, are hanging almost straight down. The American flag at the north end has even died down a little bit. So it looks like the wind has calmed here. Any wind would be into him. Good snap. Not much of a rush. Goins' kick is on the way, and it is wide left. And Goin has had some problems so far this season that he did not have as much of last year. 8.22 to go here in the second quarter, and both teams come up empty on their last couple of possessions. Lincoln Southeast 14, Kearney 7, and the Bearcats will switch it back over to defense and see if they've solidified and slowed down the Knights after giving up two 80-yard drives to start the game. Goin came into this game 3 of 6 on the year for field goal attempts. And unfortunately, that one was just a little bit to the left. I think he was anticipating that wind coming up because had the wind been at full strength what it was even five minutes ago, you would have had that ball pushed into the uprights. But in this case, the ball sailed to the left. The wind didn't push it back to his right, and it went just wide left for the Bearcats. Carney High didn't have the right personnel out there, and they're going to have to burn the first timeout of the ball game. That'll come defensively. Our timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. It's 14-7 Southeast, 8:21 to go. Second quarter here on Classic Hits. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar in Carney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Huskers and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Carney. Out of the Carney High timeout, a simple draw play goes nowhere on first down for Lincoln Southeast, and Prather will hand the ball to the official. He had seven carries for 70 yards and a touchdown, a 44-yard touchdown in the first quarter. One of the changes that Lincoln Southeast has made here is in that previous play, they didn't have their right tackle, Bryson Williams, into the lineup. So coming out of the timeout, Wilson, Wilson Williams was on the bench. He's coming out. He's back on the field here now. Second out and 10 for the Knights, leading at 14-7. Spread the field again, twins right, single left, eye formation, wide receiver screen, complete, and then nice tackle on the outside by Brant Barth for a short gain out to the 24-yard line. He did not get blocked that time, and he stuck Devin McLean. Brant Barth absolutely blew up that play for the Bearcats because he was fighting off the block coming from the wide receiver who was his size may be a little bit bigger than him. Barth did a good job of extending his arms, pushing the wide receiver back, and then as the receiver caught the ball, ran toward Barth. Barth was able to shed his blocker and tackle the night receiver for a very short game. Strong is 7 of 10 for 86 yards. A different look. They're going to go bunch out here to the left with twins. Out of the shotgun this time for Strong. Prather to his left. And he'll roll to this trip side, looking, looking, no pressure. And he overthrows his intended target, Carter Johnson, out here at the 40-yard line. They'll come back to that play. 
Brant Barth was the defender that we talked about just two plays ago, Doug, doing a good job on the left side of the Carney defensive side. In this case, we had trips to the right of the Carney high defensive side. Brant Barth came all the way over from his left cornerback spot to an inside defender spot there. He also broke up that play. So we're seeing Brant Barth on two consecutive plays break up pass plays for Carney High on separate sides of the field. Fourth down and six, punting situation. They'll float that punt or snap back to him. It's a short kick and a fair catch called for at the 47-yard line. That's only a 29-yard punt with a little bit of wind behind him, and so Carney is going to get good field position. So hopefully it's a beautiful night here in Lincoln, so all those fans of Carney High and Southeast want to go to ZZ Top tonight, get out there to Pinewood Bowl. we got Huskers tomorrow at 11 a.m. It's a busy little 36 hours here in the capital city. Going to be a busy day in Kearney tomorrow, too, with homecoming. Foster Field, Central Missouri, 3 o'clock. And Donkeys um, are in, I mean, the mules are in town. Met the buses on the way up, yeah. so uh, Josh Lamerson, they're, they're going to be there. Like Rocky Balboa said, thought maybe they wouldn't show. 3 o'clock tomorrow. 14-7. to 7, We scored on our first three possessions between these two teams, and now nothing since. And we're going to have penalty flags before this play gets developed. Offensive line for the Bearcats was a little eager to begin that play. That'll be the first penalty on Carney High. One penalty for 10 yards on Southeast. And that was a defensive penalty back on a kick return in the first quarter. Don't forget, coming up at the half, it is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll take a look at games coming up tonight. We'll give you a little update, like Pittsburgh beating the Cubs 3-2 to today and uh, keeping possibly their magic number where it is. Depending on what else happens tonight, we'll preview a couple of the Hall of Fames, talk about UNK, plus uh, athletic director at Kearney High, Mitch Stein, scheduled to join us. So a five-yard penalty, first and 15, Kearney. They'll still give it to Urbanic up the middle, 45 into the secondary, 50 into night territory to the 48-yard line. Nothing special about that. They blocked. Noah lowered his shoulder, really only broke one tackle, and a nice gain on the play, especially wiping out that five-yard Illegal procedure penalty, and it's going to be second down and four after the 11-yard gain. Noah now 48 yards unofficially on six carries. Two very special players on both sides of the ball here that we have the privilege of being able to watch. Number 81, Sterling Smith for Lincoln Southeast, has that combination of size, speed, and power. So does Noah Urbanic. He had four yards after contact on that play. We we're taking a look at Tommy Kuchera. He's not in there offensively right now. He's on the pass play. It's going to be a quarterback draw again. Waller, 45-42, first down. Boy, he sure had his man. And he said, eh, why risk the four-yard pass when I can just take it right up the middle here? And they'll have to put a shadow on Waller here pretty soon. You can tell that uh, Southeast is overcommitting in the pass in the secondary and letting Waller do what he wants, and he's burned him yet again. Bryson Williams forced that play from his outside defensive end position because Waller wanted to go to a wide receiver screen to his left, came off of that, went to a second receiver, didn't have it, tucked it. With Williams now out of the play in that case, he went to where Williams was and got a first down. First and 10 at the night, 41. Little counter here. Urbanic just running right up between center and right guard inside the 35 to the 34. They're going to give him the 33. That's an eight-yard gain. So uh, You've got Ty Roseberry on that right side. You've got your center in Christian Geyser and Thomas Lowe, the right tackle. And a man slow to get up here for southeast, and that is Jackson Hilsebeck, a linebacker that got bent back over there. And we'll have a timeout while they attend to him. But the, both teams have had a lot of success right up the middle, 
And Carney hasn't had a whole lot of success right up the middle, so a lot of that has to do with the defensive scheme right now for Southeast. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. As they take a look at linebacker Jackson Hilsebeck of Lincoln Southeast, we'll take a break. 5.28 to go first half. Southeast 14, Kearney 7. No, Mom! It's Josh's turn! I had to take it out the last time! Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book. I have always said that I'm a Nebraska Farm Bureau member because it gives me, as a farmer, a voice in the legislature and in Washington, D.C. But did you know what your Buffalo County Farm Bureau does for you in your own backyard? By giving scholarships to local kids, supporting the Buffalo County Fair and 4-H programs, or tackling zoning concerns and other local issues. Farm Bureau starts right here. That's why I'm a proud Farm Bureau member. Call Buffalo County Farm Bureau and rediscover your grassroots power. And back here at Seacrest Field, they have gotten Hilsebeck to his feet. But uh, they're going to have to help him off the field here. And that means a new linebacker will be coming in defensively here for Southeast. And then as he walks off the field, it's, it's kind of hard to tell. I thought he kind of got double-backed over, maybe a concussion, but he's walking gingerly. But both feet are on the ground. They're not looking at a knee or an ankle, it doesn't look like. And uh, he may not know where he's at right now. And they're walking very slowly, very gingerly, certainly not hurrying him at all. But this is not something that Lincoln Southeast can afford right now because any time that you lose a linebacker, it's always very daunting for your defense to overcome. And in this case, with all the injuries the Knights have had, they can't afford to lose anybody else. Second and two, Carney at the 33 of Lincoln Southeast, trailing 14 to 7, 520 to go here in the first half. Urbanic to the right side of his pistol quarterback, and they'll hand it to Noah. Noah weaves his way for the first down to the 30-yard line. Gain of three on the play for Noah, and that's enough for the ninth first down here. Uh, good long drives being put together by both of the football teams. Carney's only touchdown came on a deflected pass that was uh, hauled in. It hit Gruby, who didn't turn around. It hit him on the back of the helmet, skipped off the shoulder pad, and then caught in stride by Alex Harris. This was a nice little trap play for the Bearcats because the defensive line for Lincoln Southeast wants to come up the field and make a play. They trapped him in that, and that's what allowed them to get the first down. Harris in motion. They'll swing it out here to him, a little screen, and he is eating up Southeast all over it. He got to the line of scrimmage, and there were two black jerseys over there to make the tackle for the Knights, including Brady McDonald, and it looked like Michael Wilson was the other corner to come in there and make that tackle. No gain, second and ten. And you mentioned just a few seconds ago, Doug, about how this is a nice long drive. This is really the first sustained drive that either team has had offensively. It'll be interesting to see if this affects Lincoln Southeast because they're the ones in the black pants, in the black jerseys, in the black helmets with the white numerals and the gold trim. If being on the field this long for their defense with the injuries, they've got guys that normally are just defensive starters playing both sides of the ball. See what their conditioning is like in the fourth quarter. Well, they've marked five yards off against Kearney, but there was never a flag on the field. So I'm wondering if that was blown dead before the play, and that'll be a... I guess, illegal procedure on the Bearcats. 
for five yards. It'll bring up first down and 15. At the 34, Waller to throw. Slant pattern knocked down at the line of scrimmage by Grady Greenwood. That was a quick little slant there looking for Zach King. And he had made the break on the ball. Good thing that the uh, linebacker in Greenwood was able to knock it down. And maybe that's one of those where he slid in. Uh, he's been in the football game, but maybe they were trying to challenge the backup uh, linebacker that uh, just came in to replace Hilsebeck. This is one of those defensive adjustments that Lincoln Southeast has made because now every single time they're doing line stunts here, they've switched now to a 3-4 defense. Back to pass again. Urbanic out of the backfield over the middle, and he makes a sliding catch inside the 15 at the 14-yard line. First down as Urbanic just went down the left hash. Nobody picked him up. He sat down right in the middle of the defense, a gain of 20. And the Bearcats have moved inside the Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone. When you're in the zone to find a newer used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, second and 42nd, Carney's hometown Ford store. First and 10 at the 14. They'll send in motion King from left to right, giving them twins outside. They'll go the other way. Waller wants to throw, looking for Harris on a comeback, and it is almost picked off. Jumping the route that time was Trevor Dockham, and it'll be second down. That was a great play from the inception. Unfortunately, the outside defensive end, again, Bryson Williams, we've called his name a lot this afternoon. He forced Waller to hang on to that ball longer than he wanted to. It took longer for the play to develop, and that's what allowed that outside cornerback to jump the route. So second down and 10. Bearcats were down here last time and missed a 32-yard field goal just wide left, so... You know they want to get in, down 14-7 to especially. Twins left, twins right. Urbanic, quarterback draw to the 10, getting to the outside, trying to make something happen on his own, and hold on to the ball is Waller, and he'll be brought down at about the 8-yard line, a gain of 6. It'll be third down and 4. And a big third down coming up for Carney High because the offensive line for Carney High had a nice little trap play, again, set up there. Waller took advantage of it, and now that, that got him the six-yard gain. Can Carney High convert this third down, maybe even get it into the end zone? Ball spotted on the eight-yard line. They need to be able to convert this play right here. Brandon, look for the slant. This has got to be the time that they put a linebacker so that Waller doesn't do the quarterback draw. Maybe a chance here on the slant. Third and four at the eight. Waller looking into the end zone, and it is knocked away again. Into the hands of the Lincoln Southeast defensive back, Brady McDonald, intended for Brant Barth. And he had a better chance of picking that one off than the first down play. So it's fourth and four. I thought maybe Carney would run it, see what they could get, and take two cracks at it if that was the case. And it looks like uh, they're not bringing on the field goal unit yet. Well, now they are. thought maybe Coach Cool would uh, use the timeout here and decide what he wanted to do. But an incomplete pass, and that'll set up a 25-yard field goal from the right hash. They're going to have to use a timeout anyway. We're down to five seconds on the play clock, and they're not even close to being set. So Brandon Cool yelling at the official to try and get the timeout, and he does. The Kearney Bearcats will have one timeout remaining. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. The Bearcats lining up for a 23-yard field goal, trailing 14-7, 315 first half when we return. 
Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Well, Carney's Trey going, trying to be 50% on the night after he missed the first one. This is from the right hash. A 33-yard field, 25-yard field goal, excuse me. The holder is Alex Harris. Southeast really didn't rush the last one. They don't want to get caught on a fake here. So let's see if they bring pressure. Chance to cut the lead to four. Ready to go. There's a snap. The placement's down. The kick is away. And this one is no good. Looked good from this angle. They say it's to the right. He didn't hook it in. The last one, he, that, that'll happen to you. If you hook it, and Alex Harris hasn't moved from where he's holding the ball, I think he's looking to the sideline saying, huh? He hasn't moved from mm-hmm. the spot where he's kneeled. He stood up. He's talking to the official saying, what was wrong with that? But it did look, and I, I will give you this, the way that they have redone things here where the scoreboard is in the uh, south end zone, where it hit the facade, and we do have our uh, uh, Platte River Preps photog down there. He'll tell us at halftime if it was good or not, but I can see that he might have missed it right, and that is a killer for Carney. And Southeast got all their timeouts, 312 to go here. They'll start at their own 20 after the missed field goal. Under center is strong out of the power eye formation. They'll give it to the fullback. Olsen makes a man miss. 25-30, 31-yard line. Not enough for a Knights first down. Con- uh, coincidentally, that's their first of this quarter. First, first down of the quarter for the Knights. Doug, you mentioned earlier that the fullback for the Knights, number 26, Brock Olsen, was a little-used or even maybe even underused player for the Knights. Throughout the course of this game, every single time he's touched the ball, he's done very positive things with it. So that may be an adjustment that the Knights are using, using that fullback a little bit more to take the pressure off Martez Prather. Kearney's defense now has to come up and make a play. Pitch play, Prather, short side. Does a little dance, gets to the 35, gets some good ground to the 38, the 39, a gain of eight. Martez Prather has that combination of size and speed. He was the number nine rated Class A senior at Huskerland Preps this year, and he's got speed, power, over 1,100 yards last year, and lots of Division I looks, and he showed why there because he should have been dropped for a loss in the backfield, able to sidestep a man and be able to get an eight-yard gain. So second down and two, back to the eye formation with twins to the left. Strong under center on the right hash. He'll turn, pitch it to Prather, runs to the wide side here, finds the seam, has the first down from the 45, and maybe give him the 46. They'll put his knee down at the 45. Again, a six. Easy yards that time for Prather, but back to the field goal. And then not harping on the kid. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Those are two killers. Those are two kicks that Carney is used to making 90% of the time. And I'm not going to say it was 14-13 because Carney missed the first one, then got good field position by their defensive holding, but it should be at least 14-10. to Problem is now you get into that area again where you're facing third and four at the eight or fourth and four at the eight. You're probably thinking, oh, i got to go for it because we got a problem tonight. Right now, you got a problem with a minute 45 to go here before halftime, and Coach Catula is going to take his first timeout for Lincoln Southeast, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. So Carney has controlled this second quarter. 
but they don't have any points to show for it. 142 to go in the first half. Lincoln Southeast 14, Carney 7 here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery in Kearney, Nebraska is excited to welcome Dr. Nolan May to its team. As a Nebraska native with training in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine, Dr. May is excited to bring his knowledge and skills to Husker Loper Nation. Call 308-865-2570 today to learn more about Dr. May and New West Sports Medicine or to schedule an appointment. No referral is necessary and all major insurances are accepted. Call 308-865-2570. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. First and ten nights at their own 45. Pitch play Prather starts left, comes back up on the hash, gets into Carney territory at the 45-yard line, and that's enough for the first down. And they may start riding Prather now when it looks like they need to throw it with the time and the distance, but they are comfortable. Another 10 yards. And Prather 94 yards now unofficially. Three first downs quickly up under the ball or over the ball, out of the eye formation. Pray their right side. They need to get a tackle on this young man, and he is stuffed up at the line of scrimmage. Roseberry is there to make the tackle, but it was Rudy Stouffer that stood up his uh, lineman and made Prather change directions. Prather ran into him, had to stop, and once you got a quick guy like that and have to start a second time, it allowed Roseberry to get in there and get the tackle. Rudy Stouffer did exactly what you would hope your outside defensive lineman would do or your defensive end. He turned that play to the inside, allowing Roseberry to help him with the tackle. Carney needs to watch over the top here. Second and 10 at the 45. One minute to go. Back strong. And he fumbled a football. And it is loose on the ground. And Southeast is able to cover it. Boy, it got knocked out of his hands once. Roseberry almost sandwiched it back into his hands, knocked it away again, and it is covered there. I believe it was Alex Piper, and Southeast now may just say, let's forget it and let this time run out. Credit number two for the Bearcats, Zach King, for making that play. He was coming on a blitz from his free safety position, and as he is coming up, all the quarterback Strong could do is look up. He saw King in his face, couldn't do anything with it, got him spooked a little bit, ball falls on the ground. Well, the Southeast Knights will take a timeout in an interesting spot here. They do want to take a shot. There's plenty of time. They've got the lead. They've got the cushion. They just don't want to make a mistake. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with 31 seconds to go here before halftime on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 14-7 Southeast. The Knights will have a third and 16 at their own 49-yard line. We have not really seen uh, what their kicker has a chance to do out there. Uh, You were telling me when the wind was howling, he had some trouble into the wind. That's not where he would be this time, but they're going to have to do more than get a first down here. They're going to probably go to their money play right here. Now, will the money play be all the way to the end zone, or will they try 20, 25 yards over the middle of the football field? Either way, Doug, the Knights still have one timeout left, so they can take a shot down the field or two, see what they can do here. If they can get a conversion on third down, that'll set them up for at least a field goal try. And you're right, the kicker, number 10, Aiden Bennett, did not look sharp in pregame. I'd give it to Prather. I'd run it. Carney's in the nickel. And he's been able to get double-digit yards on most of his carries. 
Here's a little wide receiver screen out here into the flat to Smith. Breaks a tackle to the 40 and got out of bounds. It'll be fourth and five. And he stayed in bounds. They're gonna say no. He stayed in bounds. First they indicated stop the yep. clock. Then they say no. So there's 15 seconds to go. And they're really not hustling. Let's they see if not. they call timeout and throw a hail mary. Eight, seven, and they will call timeout. That's what we're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see Southeast. I would assume line up and take a hail mary. You can't take a knee now because uh, the clock would automatically stop and give it to Carney. But fourth down and five, which doesn't matter. This should be the last play. Unless it's just a quick little sideline, they could squeeze in another play here. But I believe we've seen that Strong, even though a sophomore, has enough of an arm uh, to get it to the end zone. And with the speed and the power that the, that the Lincoln Southeast Knights have on the outside, I wouldn't be surprised to see something for Sterling Sharp going deep. Uh, maybe even or Sterling Smith. Sterling Smith. Because if Sterling Sharp was out there, even at that advanced age, whoo boy. You'd been perfect till then, too. I know. I was doing so well. I Sterlings and Sterlings and Sterlings. Anyway, throwing back Smith on the outside, the correct number 81 in this case. Sterling Smith's big strong on the outside. Also, if you wanted to throw the playbook out the window, Martez Prather, line him up in a slot position, get him out in some space, see what he can do. Fourth down, last play of the half. Let's see what the Knights have in their playbook. McLean and Dockham out to the right. Here to the left, you've got Carter Johnson. Nobody really spread out too far wide. Now they're going to put Prather in motion, and we have got motion at the line of scrimmage. Ty Roseberry says, hey, it was on the left offensive guard here, tackle in this case, Alex Piper, and I believe he's right. The officials discussing it, and they are going to call illegal procedure on Lincoln Southeast. They don't like that one. Only the second penalty on Southeast. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll give you previews of tonight's games. We'll talk with Carney Athletic Director Mitch Stein and talk a little Huskers, Lopers, and Broncos as well coming up. So now, fourth and ten, but seven seconds to go. Forty-five yards are going to need to heave this. Quarterback Jack Strong, same play. No protection, but only a three-man rush. Time, time, throws it as far as he can, and there's nobody there, and it's way out of bounds, and that is the end of the first half of play. Prather ended up on the ground at about the 25-yard line. I think they were trying to buy a pass interference maybe, and the official said, I don't think so. So the incomplete pass, both teams had a pretty strong start offensively. We had the 21 points in the first seven and a half minutes of the ball game, and then no points after that, although the Cats had a couple of opportunities, missed a 32 and a 25-yard field goal. It is homecoming, and it'll be a little bit longer halftime show here with your score, Lincoln Southeast 14, Carney 7. And we'll be back with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to pass events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news, covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. 
They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Welcome back to Seacrest Field. want to say a big thank you to all the folks here at Seacrest and Lincoln Southeast for their hospitality, the pep band in full regalia to perform their halftime show here for homecoming. It is time now for the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Lincoln Southeast 14, Carney 7. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's a quick recap of what we've got for you here in the first half of play. And uh, Brandon I told you we'd find out if that field goal, the second one, was good. And we have photographic evidence that it was inside the right upright. So, Carney... It's it's not quite Zabruder footage, Doug, but it looks (laughs) good for me. Now, I know these photographers, they can mess with things, but it looked like that second field goal should have been counted to make it 14-10. to Bottom line is, though, a couple times they're in the red zone, and Carney could not punch it into the end zone, and that has been a problem for the Cats so far this season. Too many times the Cats have had opportunities throughout the season and even in this game. Goen came in 3 of 6 of the year. He's 0 for 2 today. My concern for him is does it become now a mental issue? Does it get inside his head? Does that then transfer to the head of head coach Brandon Cool? Do they start passing or giving up, I should say, opportunities to take three what should be sure points and instead go for and take a bigger risk to try and get six points? Does that affect the coaching strategy? Does that affect Gowen's mentality going forward? I think one thing that we should not overlook is how much improvement the Carney High defense had after those first two drives, maybe three drives, uh, not allowing a first down to the Knights in the second quarter till that final drive when you're kind of trying to play de- uh, prevent and give up. They gave up some yards, but didn't allow any da- further damage. Carney High completely owned that second half. I'm, so- I'm sorry, the second quarter of the game because everything they wanted to do, they were able to do. Unfortunately, they missed two opportunities to score. And again, there was a critical third and four there. Carney High chose to pass the ball instead of run the ball. And in that case, it didn't allow them to convert the, the, the third down opportunity at a third and four and even get into the end zone for a touchdown. We'll say one thing. I mean, there was a little concern coming in. Uh, I thought Carney was playing pretty good football and was at a position where they could really put a few wins together where I thought they've got Lincoln East coming up. They got thumped by North Platte last night. You've got winless Omaha Bryan. They had a heartbreaker last week. And really, Southeast hadn't played all that well uh, after opening night where they and Southwest played that emotional game. And I talked about it with Coach Gatula, you know, about the – the backside, it's great when you win rivalry game on opening night, but if you lose it and you lose it by three or one or a, a possession right down to the end of the game, it kind of takes the wind out of your sail, and he admitted it, it did. I mean, they have all the other injury and suspension problems, but he said they just didn't bounce back very quick the next week. They didn't bounce back very well. The Carney High Bearcats have been the bounce-back Bearcats this year. One of the keys we talked about in pregame was whether or not Carney High could bounce back after their own emotional 
heartbreaking loss, double overtime at Papillion La Vista South last week. Can they bounce back this week? They're doing a good job of doing what they want to do. Unfortunately, it just hasn't transferred into points for the Bearcats. I think we'll get that photo up on PlatteRiverPreps.com sometime over the weekend. Hopefully it does not come down to that and Carney can find a way to win this football game. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's 14-7, Lincoln Southeast leading the Carney High Bearcats at halftime. Carney will get the ball to uh, start the third quarter, should they so choose, because it'll be their option. Proud to be joined again here by the athletic director at Carney High and Mitch Stein, a football team, will be back home next week. Softball team is going to be hosting conference. Uh, the volleyball team picked up a win last night. Plenty of other things to talk about. And uh, Mitch, uh, good afternoon. Are you scheduling more? Are you going to start playing afternoon games at Kearney High, too? No, I don't think we'll do that. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we take the schedule that we're given. Um, this is our, a little bit odd that this is our second 430 game this year here at Seacrest. But um, I know Coach Cole prepares the the guys well for any type of condition and we we're on the road last week at Papio and back on the road this week at an afternoon game and probably the only difference that we're probably a little concerned about going into today was just the kids didn't have school you know and so that takes them out of their normal root normal routine a little bit and so I know the coaches were preparing for that as well so a couple things there but bottom line got to come here and got to execute and, and uh, hopefully the second half we can we can do that. Going forward with the rest of the season and looking at the outlook for the Bearcats, talk a little bit about that routine and how important it is because the Bearcats have been on the road the last two weeks, lost the heartbreaker last week in a dogfight today. Getting back in that routine, how is that going to help the Bearcats next week when they come home to Foster Field? Well, I think anytime you can give kids structure and, and known expectations, that's, that's a positive step, and, and there's not anybody better than Coach Cool and his staff at doing that. And They've been around a long time. They've been together a long time. And so they know what to expect on each and every every situation. And, and uh, you know, there hasn't been too many times where, at least in my three years, that, you know, the Bearcats were in a in a double overtime, you know, win-it-all type situation like last week. And so I think they learned a lot about themselves. Uh, you know, they played extremely hard. They just didn't uh, they just didn't make enough plays to win the ball game. But I think they learned a lot from it. And, uh you know, we'll see how that transfers heading heading uh, towards the end of the season. They still have everything in front of them, you know, in terms of the district and what they're doing. And, and as as Doug said, moving into the moving into district play and, and some games coming up here that are winnable games. Um, and then you know, uh, you got uh, Lincoln East and then Bryan and then the big the big dog in Millard West comes to town, and that'll be a fun one. And then going on the road to finish at Norfolk. So they have everything in front of them. Um, I know they'll. I know they'll be ready, and it'll be fun to see how it shakes out. Mitch Stein, athletic director at Kearney, with us here on the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. Before we get into some of the other fall sports, one of the fun times, and I never know how early this gets looked at. Everybody thinks the football coaches have something to do with it, but February is always fun. We, when we get to this February, we will have the new two-year cycle mm-hmm. of of scheduling. And Coach Cool has always told me that the gentlemen's agreement they have found the team from the Metro that says, yes, we want to play you, you want to play us. Has that even begun yet, thoughts towards 2016-17 scheduling? It, it hasn't. You know, uh, Coach Cool and his staff are focused on this year. And, you know, once they, once they wind down here at the, at the end of the season, uh, you know, in November and December, they'll put together their list. The NSA provides that we can put five or six schools on our, on our schedule list in terms of preferences. Um, you know, and we always talk to a few schools in the wintertime about, hey, this would be fun to get this going. Let's try it, do a home-and-home. 
Um, you know, you're always probably going to have GI on your schedule and you want that. So we'll start doing that in December and January and, and see where it shakes out. But, you know, with the new district seating, um, you know, this, the serpentine seating that they have in football, you're most likely going to grab a Metro team anyway and a couple of Lincoln schools and then have your non-district games. So, uh, you know, we look, we look forward to it. We really like um, we really like our schedule and how it shakes out and love having those teams coming out to Kearney and trying to beat us on our home field. That's a lot of fun. Mitchell shifting a little bit now and talking about some of the other fall sports. Carney High Volleyball got a big win, first road win this year. First four sets, <laughs> ma- first four set match they played all year. Talk a little bit, a, a bit of talk a little bit about how big that was for the Bearcats. Yeah, I think anytime you go on the road and and get a win is um, is important. And you know, the last two games they had played at home, they had been uh, they had played uh, really good teams in GI Northwest, and then you saw North Platte the other night. Um, and, you know, at times they look really, really good, and at times, you know, they, um, they're just not as consistent as they'd like to be. And, and uh, by all indications last night, you know, they won the first set pretty convincingly and then got beaten a tight second set and then came back and won the last two. Um, and so, it, as I've talked before, it's about growth. It's about getting better. And I know this team is, you know, they're at the Papio uh, tournament, which is their first year in this tournament. They're there today and tomorrow. Um, and we just expect for them to keep playing hard and just get better and get uh, more consistent and whatnot. Um, and I think, I really think by the end of the year when they have, when they have a one night in district play, um, you know, I like, I like what that could, could bring for us, you know, in first year in Coach Dave's program. So I'm um, exciting things, but yeah, a road win at Fremont. Um, it is always good for your good for your team and your confidence. That's right. Well, every once in a while, uh, you don't want to break a streak, and uh, we're gonna ha- next week's the GNAC softball. And we're gonna have Coach on the Doug and Daddy Show. I'd kind of been waiting for him to hit at least a pebble in the road, but they are continuing to play great softball, ranked in the top five in the state. Uh, talk about that tournament coming up. Yeah, uh, GNAC will be uh, will be next Saturday, and seeding will come out Monday. Uh, Carney's the host this year, and so. Uh, Carney High is in charge of all that, and we'll send that out on Monday. But uh, you know, mo- most likely we'll be the number one seed. Um, we've earned it. We've played. We've played well and played a played a tough schedule. And so these girls and Coach Matson and her staff have worked extremely hard. I don't. I don't think people understand the uh, amount of time and dedication that they put into their off season work, their skill development they're hitting i mean that's showing with with the number of runs that they're scoring so i'm really i'm really proud of where they're at right now but again it's about getting better and it's about now preparing yourself for conference play district play we put ourselves in a great position but that's all we've that's all we've really done we put ourselves in position for a top seed in GNAC, and we put ourselves in a position to host a district for the first time in this new seeding process and so that's in front of us they have a they have a very, very tough schedule tomorrow here at the, at the Lincoln Southeast Tournament. They play, uh, I don't recall the order, but I know they play Omaha Marion, which is top team and, and one of the top teams in Class A. They play Lincoln North Star, who they split with early in the year, and then they play Beatrice, top team in Class B. So we'll find out more about them tomorrow. Um, I know they're excited about getting back and out and playing. They, got, they had a rain out last night on senior night, which was unfortunate. But... Uh, you know, like has I said, that been rescheduled. That has not. That has been canceled. There's just okay. not. There's just not a uh, date and time that's going to work this late in the season. So that, that's been canceled. Um, we'll see what happens tomorrow, and then uh, you know, prepare for you know, GI on the road on Tuesday, and and a final regular season game with McCook, and then GNAC. So it'll be fun to see how that goes. But they have a great season so far. I can't wait to see how it ends. 
Mitchell, you mentioned something earlier about being this your third year as AD at Kearney High. Certainly things you can predict, certain things you can expect, and then certain things you can't necessarily predict, like having to hire new coaches and things like that. Talk overall about the shape of the activities program in its entirety at Kearney High. Are things about where you expected them to be here year three? Yeah, you know, I think you can always, you, you always look for improvement. You always try to get better every day. You know, I mentioned that a couple of times with our sports-specific teams. Um, you know, one of the things that I talk about a lot, or we talk about a lot as a, as a staff, um, whether it's football coaches, basketball coaches, or or even, you know, our uh, speech and, and debate and those types, is the, you know, we really look at the NSAA Cellular Cup standings, um, which really looks at, you know, how competitive you are across all activities year in and year out, and we're one of five schools, and I think this gets overlooked a little bit, and, I, and, and we talk about it so much. We're one of five schools that's finished in the top ten, eight of the nine years that it's been, um, been uh, conducted, I guess. And, so, and the other year, we finished 11th. You know? And so we're right there with, with the Millard West, the Millard North, the Lincoln East, all, and not just athletically, but activity. And so when you, when you look from a competitive standpoint, we're putting ourselves in position to, uh, to compete at, at the highest level. And we also look at our enrollment, which is a, we're 22nd or 23rd ranked enrollment in terms of Class A. So if, if you just go with that basic barometer, you know, we're certainly, we're certainly holding our part up in terms of, um, you know, being competitive year in and year out. And that's something that, that's just an expectation for us. That's what we, that's what we do day in and day out. And, and uh, um, so with that, you know, uh, you know, we can always get better, but we like, we like how we're conducting ourselves. And, uh, you know, as, as we'll probably talk here to, to end the interview, um, just to give you a segue, is, you know, the, what's really dominated the three years from, from an activity standpoint in some ways has been the new school and, and developing that and, and working with, with various entities to make sure that we build um, what our community and what our school expects us to build. Mitch, we got about a minute. How about that new school? How's that going, man? <laughs> Always great when the interviewer gives the question. So talk a little bit about the new school. I'm getting better at this, right? <laughs> it, it's going really well. As, as we talked a few weeks ago on here, it's, you know, it's on time, it's on schedule, and it's on budget um, from all accounts. Um, it's, uh, you know, they, they poured the gym floors here recently, and that main gym, you know, if it just keeps progressing, man, that's going to look that's gonna look fabulous. And Air conditioning units went in, I saw. Yeah, AC, you'll like that. That's you know, you important. Guys, both of you, that's, that's the number one thing we talk about, right, at game, game night, because all our volleyball games are 95 degrees or above. But, um, you know, the, the swimming pool is really coming, coming into play, really coming into shape in terms of the walls are going up around it. You know they're going to do the subsurface and the asphalt for the track and field here in, um, soon, if not um, this week. So everything's progressing. Um, it's really starting to. If you've been down there, it's really starting to close in. It, it kind of looked like two or three separate buildings, and now it's really starting to look like one. And so they've had great weather aside from the last couple of days where it's been really uh, muddy. But uh, can't wait to show it to you guys. Yeah, the, st- the structure is starting. You can see where things are now. You can see that it's not just a wall. There's some shape and some design. Starting to look like a school. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch Stein, Athletic Director. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. You need some bug spray? I do. <laughs> Mitch says the Nats are bad down there on the field. It's bad on the scoreboard at the moment because the Bearcats trail, but it's 14-7. They'll get the ball to start the second half. We'll look at the first half stats and more on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report in a minute. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. 
Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences. Fun and innovative new meal options and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. They're going to crown some royalty here at halftime of Lincoln Southeast. So they're leading at 14-7 over Carney High. A reminder, our radio games are also online at platriverpreps.com. Internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney, UNK. We are the Difference Makers. Call to schedule a campus visit today or tomorrow or Monday when they're all back in the office. There's people there all weekend because it's homecoming, and we'll talk more about that in a moment. But as far as the high school games go tonight, three more games on our airwaves. Kearney Catholic is at St. Paul on ESPN 1460. Adam Central hosting Garing on ESPN 1550. And then probably the biggest game in the area tonight, Hastings St. Cecilia at Donovan Trumbull. Top five undefeated teams, and all of them get going at seven. So uh, best of luck to those squads. Also tonight, Grand Island's at Omaha West side in a top 10 battle. Scott's Bluff is at Northwest. Central Catholic is taking on Central City and Hastings taking on Alliance tonight. And as we said earlier, they've got the uh, Hall of Fame, the initial inaugural Hall of Fame induction ceremonies across all sports tonight for Hastings. And uh, Brandon, uh, when Tom Osborne goes to Hastings and they're going to have the first class, and I'm not sure that Tom Osborne was the greatest athlete. It's just that that's the most recognizable name because there are some great ones tonight, and Mr. Osborne is expected to be on hand all the way back from the class of 27 to Shauna Jones in the class of 86. Roy Bassett, Johnny Hopp, Chuck Stickles, Coach Osborne, Dennis Albers, Jim White, Doug Phelps, Shauna Jones, and then they'll uh, honor their state championship teams, the football teams that won back-to-back titles in 93 and 94, and then the basketball team that won it back in 1954. All honored, and uh, congratulations to all of those. It is homecoming tomorrow at UNK, Brandon. The football uh, game is going to be interesting because Coach Lamerson should know just about everything about the opponent. He was the offensive coordinator at Central Missouri the last five years. And don't let the 1-2 and two record of Central Missouri fool you. The losses are to Northwest Missouri State and Emporia. Lost to Northwest last week on a heartbreaking play because Central Missouri had led that entire game from start to finish. Northwest scored the last 14 points of the ball game, and the last touchdown they scored with 37 seconds left in the game. So Central Missouri is going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. Another thing that Coach Lamberson knows very well is the head coach for the Mules used to be the offensive coordinator under Mel Churchman at Northwest Missouri State. Jim Svoboda won two national championships at Northwest and then became the quarterback's coach and then the offensive coordinator at UCLA. So Coach Svoboda is going to be going deep into his playbook tomorrow because in the, in the MIAA, you can lose two games and maybe make the playoffs. In the MIAA, you cannot lose three and have any chance of making the playoffs. Also, in an interesting turn of events for 
Coach Faboda and the Coach Mel Churchman from Northwest Missouri State Coaching Tree, the new offensive coordinator hired to replace Josh Lamberson when he came here is John McMiniman, the quarterback for Northwest that Josh Lamberson replaced when he became a starter in 2004. So a lot of backstory, and let's take a look at our first half stats here on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Here are the numbers that I have. First off for Lincoln Southeast, Martez Prather, as expected, the leading rusher, 12 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown that went from 44. Brock Olson, three carries, 24 yards. Jack Strong, the quarterback, three carries, negative seven yards, been sacked twice, 18 carries, 111 yards through the air. Strong has put it up 13 times, completed eight of those. Just about every single one of them have been wide receiver screens, except the 26-yard touchdown pass that he got downfield to Sterling Smith, 8 of 13, no interceptions, one touchdown, 97 through the air, 111 on the ground. That's 208 yards, the majority of that in the first quarter and the last drive. But 12 first downs, two punts for an average of 32 yards, no turnovers, and two penalties for 15 yards. For Carney Heim, unofficially I have Noah Urbanic for eight carries, 59 yards. And Jake Waller, the only other player to uh, tote the football so far for the Bearcats, he actually has carried it 11 times for 41 yards and has been sacked once in the ball game. 19 rushing attempts for an even 100 yards for the Bearcats. Carney probably would take that. They'd like to bust one. I mean, one carry for 40, 50 yards changes the whole uh, look of that, Brandon. And anybody who was just walking into this game at the halftime looks at the scoreboard and says, oh, Lincoln Southeast has a 14-7 lead. That's a little deceptive because, again, you've had two missed field goals, but also you've had a number of opportunities where Carney High could have converted just one more play. In his pregame, interview head coach Brandon Cool talked about how Carney High needed to make just one more play so far in this in the first half they have not been able to make that one more play that would have got them a third down conversion to a first down or a third down conversion to a touchdown if the Carney High Bearcats can make one more play just what coach Cool wanted them to do they've got a really good shot here in the second half so the 19 carries for 100 yards through the air Waller struggled a little bit more in the second quarter he was five of 11 no interceptions, the 120-yard touchdown, the only score, which was actually a deflected ball that we'll talk about. 83 yards through the air, 100 on the ground, so 183, 10 first downs, one punt, which went for just 24 yards, no turnovers, two penalties for 10 yards. All the scoring came on the first three drives. Lincoln Southeast won the flip, took the ball, 80 yards, the 26-yard touchdown pass from Strong to Sterling Smith. Bennett out of the kick, 7 nothing at the 806 mark. Took 204 for Carney to march 80 right back, a 20-yard touchdown pass from Jake Waller to Alex Harris, which was intended for Trey Gruby, but Gruby didn't turn around. It bounced off of his back, his helmet, and Harris caught it in stride and walked into the end zone. Going made the kick 7-7 right back. An 80-yard drive that was capped by Marti- Martin Prather's um, 44-yard touchdown run. The kick made it 14-7 with 4.19 to go in the first quarter. That's been all the scoring, but as Brandon said, Carney has missed a 25 and a 32-yard field goal. Makes it 14-7 here at the half. And you've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm home or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. The second half is next. Nebraska weather is so unpredictable. Don't be left out in the storm with hail dents or even door dings. When your car plays the star in the episode of Nebraska Severe Weather, see the professionals at Dent Popper and Carney to save you. Dent Popper can remove minor hail damage, door dings, and other minor dents without damaging the original paint. 
Joel, Scott, and the guys at Dent Popper know how important your vehicle is to you, and keeping it looking nice is what they do. Stop into Dent Popper today, just south of the library on First Avenue in Kearney. Hi, this is Micah Adams. Hey, this is Irish Brain. This is Doug Ferguson. This is Tom Leahy. We've moved in a huge amount of inventory, so you can come by the truck or car of your choice. Who cares? Making friends. So if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see me at Pavelli Auto, Carney. And that's what we do. Selling cars and making friends. Got Valley Auto. Not much wind to start the second half, so let's see if Cockle puts it into the end zone, which he will not. Carney can return it. It's taken on the run by Harris at the 12. He's got speed behind him to the 20. A seam to the 25. Makes a man miss 30. Doing some dance in southeast. Tries to strip the ball as they stand him up at the 32-yard line. But Harris will hold on, and that's where the Bearcats will start the second half. First and 10 at their own 32, trailing 14-7. to Alex Harris there demonstrated the, the benefit of a strong upper body there because, just as you said, Doug, the Knights could have tackled him four yards before they brought him down. Unfortunately, they were trying to strip the ball, hack at him instead of trying to make a sure tackle. Should have been tackled just shy of the 30. Alex Harris brought it out to the 32-yard line. Decent starting position here, the most important drive of the game, first of the third quarter. And they're going to put Waller under center for a rare chance here. They do have Dubry as the fullback about a yard behind him. They'll give it to Urbanic. Follows his block of Dubry, right side, 35-40, 42-yard line. He's close to the first down. It looks like about a half-yard short, a nine-yard game. And the interesting thing, and, we, and you've brought it up a couple of times, how important the first series they even brought it up last night on the nfl game how important the first series is to set the tone field position and all that in the third quarter but you spend all week looking at tendencies then you have to adjust at halftime which is a little bit uh tougher to do same formation pitch player bonic maybe looking to throw it but he'll tuck it up and find just enough for the first down it appears he really had to work over on that left hash before being swallowed up by three or four southeast knights including dominic Gallardo. Credit on that play goes to Tim DeBry because two plays ago on the first down play with the ball spotted on 32-yard line, Tim DeBry sealed the outside edge for Noah Urbanic. In this case, on this pass play, he was also the lead blocker there, did an excellent job of making the kickout block. Same eye formation, twins to the left. That's the short side of the field, and they'll just run it up the middle with Urbanic, lowers his over a man, moves the pile to the 50-yard line, a nice six, seven-yard gain, and we've got a man down and in a little bit of pain here for Lincoln Southeast. And I don't know, that might look like a shoulder. The legs are rolling around and a little kicking. Grady Greenwood, who made a nice play a couple of times defensively, is in some pain down there at midfield where the football is marked. It's officially going to go as a six-yard carry for Urbanic. So the first three plays of the second half have been runs by Urbanic. Three carries for 17 yards. An injury report brought to you by our friends at Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Again, Greenwood looks like he's in some pain here, and the way Southeast has been banged up throughout the season, you hate to see anybody go down, but they have not uh, had the luxury. This has been one of those years. We're just a minute into the second half. I will have it second and fourth, their own 49. Lincoln Southeast leads at 14-7 here on Classic Hits. 
Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FTIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett, our producer engineer Jeff Ekstrom as Greenwood walks off the field, but it looks like it's that left arm, left shoulder. Second and four, right up the middle, being tripped up as Urbanic short of the first down. Good job of tackling there by the defensive lineman Noah Brittenham, and it'll be third down and one, a gain of three. I don't think there's much question what the strategy was in the halftime locker room for Carney High. They're coming out in a short set formation, almost a heavy jumbo or a Haas package here where you've got your interior linemen, your guards and your tackles, very short splits here, and especially here on third down. Jake Waller now under center for the fifth consecutive play. You don't often see that for Carney High. Being slow might be a sneak. And the center forgot to snap the ball. The whole line moved, and the center held on to the ball, and that's a crusher. Now maybe you look at that rollout, which is Waller's favorite play. Uh, third down and one turns into third down and six. That's the uh, third penalty. All of the same illegal procedure variety against the Bearcats. Move it back to their own 47-yard line. We heard Coach Cole talk about it in pregame, and we even just talked about it a few minutes ago about how Carney High needs to make one more play. And in this case, they needed to be able to make that play because now instead of third and one, maybe third and one and a half, it's third and a long six, almost third and seven. That changes the play call here. So instead of going under center, Waller from the pistol. Back to the pistol, twins right, three-step drop, looking left all the way underneath route. Did he scoop it off the ground? Our official says yes, it is caught by Zach Blasco, just getting his fingernails under the ball and probably has a little rubber from the turf in those nails. Nice catch. First down, Bearcats. They'll mark it at the 43-yard line, a gain of 10. Nice catch for Blasco, absolutely, but also a nice throw for Waller because Blasco had a defender draped all over him. Waller threw it the only place that anybody could catch it. That was his receiver for the first down. They'll go back to the pistol now. Twins right, Blasco left. Quarterback draw, left side, has room around the corner, 40, and then gets lit up. The ball flies out of his hands, and he's out of bounds at the 37-yard line. A huge pop over there, leveled by Michael Wilson. Jake Waller absolutely got decleated. Now, he was clearly heading for the sidelines there. I would not have been surprised to see a flag come out. Unfortunately for the headlinesman, we, unfortunately for the Bearcats, the headlinesman didn't throw it. Credit, though, Jake Waller, as soon as he got decleated, popped right back up, ran to the huddle, and here we're at second down and five. So a five-yard gain to 38. Carney still trailing 14-7. The Knights score to their first two possessions. Here's Urbanic. Starts left, comes right up the middle, follows Roseberry inside the 35 to about the 33, right at that first down marker. Noah Urbanic. They'll eye it and say just short. Third down and a half AR. Noah Urbanic, 6-2 and now up to 215 pounds. He put in some time in the weight room over the summer, bulked up a little bit, but so many times we see him be so fleet of foot. He did a little chop step there, was able to change direction and get it to third and short. Under center, quarterback sneak easily picked up there. Good job by the center, Christian Geyser. Did his roll forward and take it to about the 31 two, two-and-a-half-yard game for Waller. You're listening to Friday Football Matinee Style from Seacrest Field on KKPR-FM. 
Carney, Pleasanton, Gibbon, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Lincoln Southeast stays on top of Carney, 14-7. But the Bearcats driving again at the 31-yard line of the Knights. First down and 10. Back to the I formation with Dubrai the fullback. Urbanic about seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. Will take the pitch to his right. Now cuts it back up the middle. It's always fake one way. I don't know that Noah's maybe one out of his 12 carries as he just went straight forward without cutting back, and he'll get inside the 30, close to the 27-yard line, gain of four. We saw the adjustment for the Bearcats starting to put Jake Waller under center in an eye formation and run Noah Urbanic all over the field. Lincoln Southwest is now being beginning to counter that, and fortunately for the Bearcats, Tim DeBry had a kickout block there that sprung Noah Urbanic for a four-yard gain. Ball mostly in the middle of the field, shading towards the Bearcats' sideline on second and six. Wants to throw the quick little out here, and it is complete at the 20-yard line. Blasco, two, three guys trying to bring him down. He better go down, or they're going to strip that ball. They did strip the ball, but they called the play dead at the 19-yard line, and that's enough for another Carney High Bearcat first down as Austin Johnson, who had been the other quarterback that has played half the season with him and Strong for a variety of reasons. Uh, he stripped it, but the play had already been blown dead. 13th first down for Carney unofficially. And they are in the Platte Valley auto of Carney red zone, trying to make it happen. Pump fake, pump and go to the end zone. Caught, touchdown. Alex Harris has his second of the night. They want him one-on-one as much as possible. 19 yards. They don't stay in that red zone very long. A five-points bank touchdown. And now an extra point away from tying it. Goen didn't have any problem on the extra point, but has missed two short field goals. Well, Doug, we heard Coach Cool talk about in his pregame comments how over the last week they worked on their red zone package. The red zone package wasn't so successful in the first half. First trip into the red zone equals one touchdown. Most important drive of the game, Carney High takes the length of the field, scores a touchdown, six points for the Bearcats. 80-yard drive, four minutes, 22 seconds, four first downs. And now a chance to tie the ball game here with 7.38 to go in the third quarter. This is how the game started. Only Southeast scored on their opening possession. Snap is good. The kick is on the way, and this one is good. So we're all knotted up here at Seacrest Field, 14-14, as they score out of the Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone. When you are in the zone to find a new or used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, second and 42nd, Carney's hometown Ford store. We'll be right back. Farmers and ranchers, we know you have many choices when it comes to buying inputs and marketing grain. On behalf of everyone at the Aurora Cooperative, thank you for choosing us. Whether you are harvesting crops or weaning calves, our professional and dedicated staff strive to help you make everything from delivering and marketing grain to cattle nutrition go as smoothly as possible. Once again, thank you for your continued business, and please take time to make safety a priority during this busy fall season. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of pro team design. Goen puts his leg into the kick, and for the third time, distance is not the problem. Into the end zone, a touchback here for Lincoln Southeast. They've only had 
one time where they had really good field position after the only Carney punt of the game, a 24-yarder, uh, gave them the ball at about their own 47. So in the start of the game, Southeast scored, Carney answered. Now to start the second half, Carney scored. What will Southeast do? First and 10 at their 20, 7.38 to go here in the third quarter. They'll send a man in motion, McLean, giving him twins to the near side. Pitch play, play their, uh, pray they're across the right side, and he has got nowhere to go. Strung out, look at that sideline of the Bearcats. Fired up, Prather gets zero. Coach Cool, first thing he did was rip his headset off and start cheering on the defense. One of the things that coaches just don't like is homecoming week. Students like it, alumni like it, faculty and staff even to some degree like it, but coaches do not like homecoming week because the players lose focus. They get caught up in the spirit of everything, but it takes away the focus for the game. Lincoln Southeast just has not been the same team after the third drive of the game. Second down and 10, they'll get that trips out here to the left side, a play that they nearly hit in the first half. Out of the shotgun, they'll go pray. They're right up the middle of a big hole, trying to dance it out here to the wide receivers, blocking to the 30 to the 32. He did a lot of running sideline to sideline and ends up getting 11.5 on the carry, but it's enough for a night first down. Got 11.5 on the carry, and, in, and even just as you said, Doug, probably should have had more because instead of running north and south, in this case, he ran east to west. He ran toward the sideline. He also carried the ball on the inside hand, and that's not what you want to do because as the defense is coming from the inside out, that allows them the, the opportunity to strip or pop it open. They'll go back to that base offense that they started the game with, the I formation. They'll give it to the fullback, and Olsen crashes forward, still churning those legs over the 35 to about the 36. That's a good, strong four-yard run for Brock Olsen. Brock Olsen is a big, strong runner. He has a very low center of gravity, big, thick, stocky legs. So it's hard to bring him down, especially if you tackle him up high. That's exactly what the Bearcats did. He drugged two defenders four yards to get the game. 5'10", 205 is what they list him at. Don't forget, following our football, Royals baseball here on Classic Hits and Storm Hockey on the Breeze. Second and five out of the eye formation. Pitch play Prather, the right side, the wide side. They string it out. They bring him down after about a three-yard gain. He'll be a couple of yards short of the first down. Maybe only two, 38, so it'll be third and three. Big, big play coming up here for the Bearcat defense, Doug, because Carney High took their opening drive of the third quarter, ran at the length of the field, scored. Lincoln Southeast now has a chance to respond. We have third and three, clock ticking with five minutes and 30 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Can Lincoln Southeast respond here, convert this third down? Bearcats need a stop. Crowd making noise on third and three out of the I formation. Twins to the short side of the field. Strong calling the cadence, trying to get the Bearcats to jump. A little movement, no movement. Now they'll turn and hand it off. Prather hitting the backfield, makes a man miss. He's going to be stacked up short of the first down. First man back there to make contact on him was Blasco, but Prather is going to be well short, about a yard and a half, and out comes the punt team. The right tackle there, Bryson Williams for Lincoln Southeast, had a tremendous jump on the ball. I almost thought he left his stance early. It didn't get called, but he was able to make a block. Unfortunately for Lincoln Southeast, Carney High had an all-out run blitz on, and they were able to stop Prather with a one-yard gain. Brad McClintock has not had the best night, his third punt. Here comes a little rush. There's a good kick. A fair catch called for and taken at the Kearney 23-yard line. So a 38-yard punt, no return. The Bearcats will start at their own 23. 14-14, and as you were talking about that big third down play there, it 
seems and it feels like Carney has controlled the last 24 minutes of this football game since that last Southeast score at 419 in the first. There's 433 to go in the third. Seems like Carney has really controlled it, dominated it almost, 24 minutes, yet they do not have the lead. Carney High has been the bounce-back Bearcats the last couple of games, and it was part of our weather report, whether or not they could do it again. Carney High needs to put another drive together, a long meat grinder, and help seal this game for Carney High. New look. They're going to bunch short right side, still give it to Urbanic, makes the man of the backfield miss, and gets a couple out to the 25. But shooting through the gap again, Bryson Williams, from time to time, he either guesses right or decides that this is the play he's going to make a move on. And he made Urbanic change his direction and his course and limited him to a two-yard gain. 89 yards now for Noah here in this uh, third quarter. He has 30 yards on seven carries. Second and eight. Dubry back in there as the fullback. Split wide, left and right. Right up the middle, Urbanic lowers his shoulder, makes contact with the linebacker. A late flag comes down at the 30-yard line. The side judge in front of the southeast bench threw a flag on a play that was in the middle of the field. That must be, oh, it's a sideline warning. Okay, that's why. Sideline warning against Lincoln Southeast, which always frustrates a coach. Like, really? But usually you don't see that until there's a warning. Nothing happens here, but if it happens again, then it would be a penalty against Southeast. Gain on the play of five. It'll be third down and three. Opportunity here for the Bearcats again. Third down Three to go, manageable. Lincoln Southeast could not convert on third down, had to punt. Can Carney High convert on this third down, extend the drive, and begin to wear down the Knights a little bit? Bearcats scored on the opening possession here of the quarter. This is their second possession with 345 and counting, still looking at the sidelines, plenty of time on the playcock. Here's that bunch to the right side. They're on the left hash. So the bunch is to the far side of the field. They'll roll it that way, Waller. Looking, looking, throws it underneath, and it's a little high through the hands of Alex Harris, who's catching just about everything, but an inch or two too high, and the pass will fall incomplete, the first incompletion for the Bearcats here in the second half, and they will bring out Cannon Coster to punt it. Uh, He caught it off the toe the first time, and it just squibbed 24 yards. Unfortunately, that was a great missed opportunity there for the Bearcats because the, the, the design of that play rolled all the defense to the left side, and Alex Harris was on an island unto himself. Unfortunately, he just couldn't bring the ball down. Carney needs a good punt. Rush up the middle. It's another low-line drive. There is a flag. It's going to scoot quite a ways here on the turf, and Southeast says, forget it. I'm going to let it roll inside the 35, the 30, and down at the 32-yard line. Now, if it stands, that is a 40-plus-yard punt. But let's see what the flag is. And they're saying, hold on a minute. Officials now huddling now, at the 50-yard line. If it's something crazy on the southeast defense, it would be a first down because it's fourth and three, Carney. And they're blowing the whistles as if, hey, we're either redoing this or it's going to be Carney offense ball. Ball is marked at the 27, so it would be a 43-yard punt. But let's see what the flag is all about. Our white hat about ready to tell us. Illegal touching, and then he gave us the illegal forward pass. I wonder if one of the Bearcats batted the ball on that low punt unintentionally. It was a low punt, and one of the Bearcats may have batted the punt forward. 
or one of the Knights may have. They're talking to Carney High, though. The signal went against Carney High. And then he signaled against Lincoln Southeast. We might have offsetting penalties because now he's calling the captain over from Lincoln Southeast. First he talked to Carney High. Now he's calling a captain for the Knights over. We might have offsetting penalties here. Let's see what Alex Bruner has to say. My guess is Southeast is going to get the ball near midfield. Again, we haven't had a lot of penalties. We've had a couple of unusual ones. We had an illegal block in the back on the defense on a kick. Okay, illegal touching has been signaled against Lincoln Southeast. An illegal forward pass. I don't know how that would be because... Okay, now they've motioned both penalties against Southeast, but they've moved the ball all the way up to the 45-yard line. So the official has definitely pointed the wrong way if this is the case here. There doesn't seem to be any asking of explanation over on the Carney sideline. And the ball spotted now on the Lincoln Southeast 45-yard line. Their ball first and 10. So not exactly sure what the call was when you point to the Knights and then they get the football. And here's a draw play for the big fullback Olsen. Carney's not ready. Midfield and then the ball and helmet come flying loose as Gruby plants him, but not till he gets to the 19-yard line, and that's the kind of play, as you can hear, going to get the Southeast Knight fans really rolling. That's a 36-yard run for Brock Olson. One of the things we talked about just a few seconds, just a few minutes ago was how sometimes during a homecoming week, the homecoming team can lose focus. In this case, with all the rigmarole with the different penalties, Carney High's defense lost focus. They were not set. Lincoln Southeast hit with a quick-hitting play, and then Trey Gruby hit back and popped a helmet loose for the Bearcats. Platte Valley out of Carney Red Zone, first and 10. They'll give it to Prather. They bobbled the snap to the quarterback. He steps out of an ankle tackle of Roseberry, gets inside the 15 to the 14. Ty couldn't quite get that shoe and have a leg with it. A gain of five. It'll be second down and five. Prather now 114 yards in the football game on 17 carries plus the one touchdown. You can start to feel a little bit of momentum build here for the Knights. They only had that one big play, but it might just be enough for them to start building momentum here. Second down, ball spot of the 14-yard line, Lincoln Southeast starting to build momentum. Just need a spark to start a fire, and that's exactly what we might be seeing here. Second and five at the 14. Back to the eye formation. Pitch play, Prather, left side. Looking for his blocks, gets inside the 10, breaks a tackle, 5, and brought down near the 2, first and goal, a 13-yard run for Prather. Again, they hadn't been doing hardly anything the last two quarters. They get some kind of a call down here that we're not sure on the penalty, which really doesn't have anything to do with it, but then they break that 36-yard run, and one play now has them 2 yards away from regaining the lead here in the Platte Valley Auto of Carney Red Zone. When you're in the zone to find a new or used vehicle, head to the top of the hill. Second and 42nd, Carney's hometown Ford store. First and goal at the two, I formation. They will turn, give it to Prather, follows Olsen, and he lost the ball, and Carney covers it. Carney recovers the fumble. It is Rudy Stouffer with the play of the game. Rudy Stouffer is going to get not only the play of the game, but maybe the play of the season for the Bearcats. We've talked, especially at pregame, how important this game was for Carney High. And we also talked about just a few minutes ago, Doug, how Martez Prather was carrying the ball on the inside hand. In this case, as soon as the ball was hit, handed to him, he didn't switch the ball to the outside hand. He kept the ball in his right hand on the inside when the ball spotted on the left hash. That's the inside hand. He kept the ball on the inside hand that allowed Rudy Stouffer 
make the tackle, force the fumble, and recover it. That's the play of the year so far for Kearney High. Can Kearney capitalize now? They'll keep it safer. Bonick, two hands around the ball right up the middle, and Southeast makes the tackle. It was a conservative call. Southeast uh, made sure that they didn't do anything crazy, made the tackle. No gain that time for Noah. And what a play. I mean, uh, Stouffer ended up with the ball. Uh, I don't believe he was the one that popped him, but that ball just popped up. Stouffer said, thank you very much. I'll put it right next to my stuffing, and on the way we go. 14 all, 120 to go, third quarter. Carney at their own four. Urbanic again. Starts right. That's where the hole was. That's really the first time he's cut away from where the hole was. He got across the five, and... They'll give him about the eight-yard line, a four-yard gain. Carney playing it ultra-conservative. And they're going to need a good punt out of their own end zone if they don't uh, get six here. And maybe a little too conservative here because, yes, you want to be conservative. Yes, you want to get out of the shadow of your own goalpost. But by the same token, you need to be able to convert here. Third down and six, Carney needs to be able to convert this. Let's see if the linebacker stays home. Maybe a Waller draw. Back to pass, wants to throw, looking deep, throwing as far as he can, one-on-one for Harris, tipped in the air, no good, great coverage down the field by Brady McDonald of Lincoln Southeast. That was just good all the way around. The ball was perfectly thrown, but Harris was perfectly defended, and Carney will have to punt. The defensive back there for the Knights did a good job of not allowing Harris to come back toward the ball. The ball was very well thrown. Alex was able to get one arm on it, but he wasn't able to bring his second arm around because the defensive back was pl- was positioned exactly as you would coach him to do. Harris had made so many stop routes. They tried to get the corner to bite. He did not. So Coster now to punt from his own end zone. A little bit of a rush. Gets it away, and the line drive going to stop at the 40 to the 45. Bobbled, still bobbled, and barely. I'm going to say when he reached down to pick it up, his knee hit there for Carter Johnson. So Carney made the tackle, but it got dangerous there for just a little bit as he didn't get that ball picked up at the 44-yard line very quickly. It'll be 36-yard punt that time for the Bearcats. A high-risk but yet low-reward opportunity there for the punt returner, Carter Johnson, because he had the ball lying on the ground. All he had to do was just get away from the ball. He might have lost a yard. In that case, Lincoln Southeast came very close to losing the football. Well, Carney forced the fumble at the two. Now Southeast has it at the 44, and Ty Roseberry has a helmet problem, and he's asking whether he has to come out of the game or not. First he started toward the sideline, then they said, you don't have to come out. Your helmet did not come off during the play. 34 seconds to go in the third quarter. Carney and Lincoln Southeast knotted up at 14 here on Classic Hits 98.9, KKPR-FM. Carney, Gibbonwood River, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug, Doug Duda with you here at Seacrest Field. Also back at the studios tonight doing our engineering on our side for the first time in a while is Jeff Ekstrom. Brandon Bennett's taking care of of uh, all the other excitement here tonight. And, and let's see if uh, they bring Olsen as part of this package again. They haven't run a lot of different plays, have the Knights tonight, but they've been pretty effective. They were effective in the first quarter. Carney made the adjustments. Now the Knights trying to readjust, which they did on that last drive, but fumbled it at the two. And there is a lot of excitement here, Doug, with the homecoming festivities going on for Lincoln Southeast. And that one large play from Brock Olsen that the Knights were able to pop during the last possession. Let's see if they can capitalize on that and start to build something here. High formation, twins right. Strong bobbles the snap but gets it under control in time to pitch it to Prather around the right side. He'll get inside the 45 to the 43. 
Good tackle by Urbanik and Zach King. Short gain on the play, but all of a sudden, some slippery fingers there for Lincoln Southeast. That's three times in a row that they have not cleanly held the ball. The fumble, the punt, and then here the first snap from scrimmage. Only a gain of one for Martez Prather. Something that we weren't necessarily expecting was the slippery finger phenomenon that you mentioned earlier, Doug. Because right now, yes, it's a little warm outside, and yes, there's a little bit of wind, but the humidity is only about 50-55%, so it's not really that time of night where you would see condensation forming around the ball, but all of a sudden, the nights just can't hang on. And that was the last play of the third quarter, 12 minutes to go, knotted up at Seacrest Field, 14-14, Kearney and Lincoln Southeast on your sports leader, Classic Hits. Buzz's Marine is proud to support high school sports. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over five decades, creating family memories that last a lifetime. We proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated for three generations. Discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. I have always said that I'm a Nebraska Farm Bureau member because it gives me, as a farmer, a voice in the legislature and in Washington, D.C. But did you know what your Buffalo County Farm Bureau does for you in your own backyard? By giving scholarships to local kids, supporting the Buffalo County Fair and 4-H programs, or tackling zoning concerns and other local issues. Farm Bureau starts right here. That's why I'm a proud Farm Bureau member. Call Buffalo County Farm Bureau and rediscover your grassroots power. First play of the fourth quarter. It's going to be a wide receiver screen to Devin McLean. Kind of they did the first couple drives of the game. Complete inside the 40 and down to the 37-yard line. It's going to be a gain of seven. Bring up third down and a long two. You're exactly right, Doug. We haven't seen that play for probably the last two hours in real time and certainly the last about 35 or 40 minutes of clock time here. Lincoln Southeast going back to what was successful for that first drive and even the second drive for them now they're at third down three to go ball spotted on the 37 yard line this is a critical time here an opportunity for the bearcat defense to step up that was the first pass of the second half for southeast third in the long three play action pass rolling to his right roseberry trying to track him down getting to the corner throwing it away and a nice job of the bearcats as they were looking the whole time for trevor dockham out there on coverage was alex harris brant barth roseberry was chasing him down but Again, the sophomore, once they've got him out of the pocket with any time, he's only done that about three times here where he's thrown downfield. He's locked in on one receiver and one receiver only. And now in that no-man's land of way too far for a field goal, probably too close to punt, the Knights look like they're going to go for it. Fourth and three at the Bearcat 37, but some confusion. Some frustration. Do you see that on a fourth down? There's no difference. Between a first down call and a fourth down call, if you don't let it happen to you that way, just call the play, run it in, execute it. But sometimes even the coaches uh, get a little tight that they know they need to make the right play call. So the first time out of the second half belongs to Lincoln Southeast, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC, 11-11 to go in the game. Knotted at 14, the Knights look like they're going to go for it at the Bearcat, 37 when we return. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. 
Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. You look at the stats and all the injuries, suspensions, different kids have played at different times, but none of those so-called backups have really seen a lot of play. And now they're going to line up to punt the football, Lincoln Southeast and Brad McClinic. Now he hasn't really bombed any of them, so they must think this is about the perfect range for him. Carney's not even going to put anybody back here just in case it's a fake. But it is not a fake. The kick is a high one. This could be very good for Southeast. Almost hit a Bearcat, but it takes a Carney bounce back to the 20. Bad break for Southeast, good break for the Bearcats. It's only a 17-yard punt, but Carney, nonetheless, whether it had been 37 or 17 into the end zone or not, they're going to start at their own 20. Good opportunity here for Carney High just to slow things down. One of the adjustments they made at halftime was to go and put Jake Waller under center, go into an eye formation, Tim DeBry up front, Noah Urbanic as your eye back in the backfield. Can Carney High start to establish something and take a very long opening drive here in the fourth quarter, put some points on the board, more importantly, take some time off the clock? Eric's, uh, Alex Harris up top. He's the lone man there. Back to that pistol. Twins left. Urbanic flanking him. Some motion before the snap. Little bit of excitement there for the right side of the Carney High offensive line. They were moving before everybody else was. Trevor Hainer hit himself in the helmet harder than he'd want to be hit by the night defense. So five-yard penalty. All four penalties on Carney High have been the illegal procedure, illegal motion. So four penalties, 20 yards. Two penalties, 15 yards on Southeast. And those are both in the first half. 11.02 to go. Tied at 14 here at Seacrest on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Glad to have you along with us. Our Ashley Furniture Home Store in-game scores. Ashley Furniture delivers your dream furniture to your door just like we deliver the scores. Just delivering games later tonight. Our only score, 14-14 here at Seacrest. Out of the pistol, wanting to throw Waller. Quick one out here in the flat. It's going to be complete and not pick up a whole lot. Not even quite the penalty yardage there as it's hauled in by Gruby. Got about four. It'll be second down and 11. Jake Waller really reared back and threw a dart there on that play. Again, that's the second time this game, Doug, that we've seen Jake Waller throw a ball where only one person can catch it. That's his receiver. Short gain on first down. If you're going to throw it into your flat inside the 20, you've got to be sure of it. It's going to be a screen to Urbanic. Missed a block here, and Urbanic's going to have to do most of this on his own, and he didn't get much. Across the 20 to about the 23. The, the key block got missed there for Carney High that's going to spring the screen or spring the screen and with the Bearcat coaches sitting on the other side you saw more of it than I did Brandon <laughs> they were not too happy with that because as soon as Noah Urbana cut away from where all his blockers were two coaches sitting in the booth next to us both of them threw up their hands and started shaking their heads not quite getting Pentecostal but they were pretty upset that Noah didn't run the right route there and follow the right block. Two-yard gain, 39 Bearcats at their own, 22 under 10 minutes to go. We're tied. Back to pass, three-step drop, deep slant pattern, and Blasco makes another great catch. It's perfectly thrown between the one and the two, out to the 41. 19 and a big third-down conversion. It looks so simple when the Carney Bearcats run those plays, and uh, they're able to connect again. Brady McDonald, the defensive back there for the Knights, had excellent position. He did everything you would coach a defensive back to do. Zach Blasco was just bigger and stronger, wanted the ball more. Ready to roll. Groovy's wide open and catches it into Knight territory inside the 50. They stand him up. They're trying to strip the ball, but they're pushing the pile forward. 45-40. 
the Bearcats helping Gruby as he kept those legs going and a gain of 19 more into the Knights' territory at the 40. Back-to-back 19-yard completions, back-to-back first downs, Bearcats. Gain of 19 on that play, and nine of that for Trey Gruby was after contact. And there's a penalty flag for a face mask on Lincoln Southeast to add on to that. It looks like it's a five-yard variety. The personal foul not signaled. I always chuckle when you walk over and ask the captain, well, duh. (laughs) Why would you ask me if I wanted it the 40 or the 35? It's a five-yard face mask. It is the first penalty of the second half on the Knights. So, again, we see a 19-yard gain for Kearney High, another 19-yard gain, plus a five-yard face mask here. Kearney High starting to put a little something together here, Doug. Now you got to feel that this is the drive now with the time down to 9.20 to go. We're not at 14. Out of the pistol, Urbanic to the left side. Quarterback draw for Waller. Has some room. 30. Down the right sideline. 25-20. Gets a block. 20. Runs over a man at the side of the 15 and steps out of bounds at the 11. 24 for Jake Waller. Doug, you and I were here two weeks ago when we saw Carney High run almost that exact same play versus Lincoln Southwest. They needed one play. They needed one man to step up and make a play. And just what Coach Cool talked about in his pregame, we needed to make one more play. In this case, they did make one more play, the exact same play they ran two weeks ago, first down for the Bearcats, punching in the Platte Valley Auto of Carney Red Red Zone. Zone. So they're at the 11, first down, handoff Urbanic off the right tackle, gets inside the 10 to about the 8-yard line, maybe just the 9, they'll stack him up. Going to officially call it a gain of 2, gives him uh, right at 100 yards. Folks, when you're in the zone to find a new or used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd and 42nd in Kearney, your hometown Ford store at Platte Valley Auto of Kearney. And, Doug, we're just under nine minutes, 8.45 and counting for the Bearcats. Carney High has to come away with this drive with some kind of points. Touchdown is best, but at least get the field goal. And movement, hard counter. It looks like we've got jumping off sides on southeast. They were coming with the blitz, and they were able to get the outside linebacker to move in five yards off side. So that makes it second down and three. The outside linebacker in that case is number 12, Voy Pearson, and he in that 3-4 set was coming as, as the rush end position, normally what you would see in a 4-3. In this case, in a 3-4, he was coming from the outside wanting to time the ball, and unfortunately, he just couldn't do it. About a four-and-a-half-yard penalty. Math, because, math may not be the major here. Because of the half the distance to the goal, so it'll be second down. They can get a first down inside the one. I formation, Urbanic looks left side, corrals the ball, gets to the three, to the two, and he's stacked up there. It'll be third down for Carney High in the Platte Valley of Carney Red Zone. Platte Valley Auto of Carney Urbanic got stood up. He just about, he bobbled the ball just a little bit. Pray the remember earlier in this half, fumbled the ball at that exact same spot, third and one. That's exactly where I was going, Doug, is because Noah Urbanic bobbled the ball, got it just as the defensive end made contact with him. He was still able to go forward. Hustle up to the line. Fullback DeBry has the first down, stretches for the end zone, and no signal. They're going to say he's just short, but it is enough for a first down and goal here for Carney High inside the one-yard line and getting off the bottom of that pile and frustrated. He stood DeBry up, but the momentum carried him back on his back was the man we've talked a lot about in Bryson Williams. So a gain 
of a solid yard and a half there from Dubrai. Ball spotted inside the one, actually, Doug, now at the one foot long, at the one foot line, one football length away, and most importantly, Doug, the clock continuing to roll for Carney High. Waller under center, full house backfield. He'll take a quarterback sneak. Got stood up, still fighting. He thinks he's in. Carney thinks he's in, and the official says he's in. A quarterback sneak for Jake Waller and the Bearcats have their first lead of the night with 7.25 to go, 20-14. to 14. Credit Lincoln Southeast with that because they knew exactly where Jake Waller was going, and I think most people in the stadium knew where he was going. He was either going to go over the right guard or the left guard. In this case, he went over the right guard. Ty Roseberry got into the end zone. Also, the response side of that from Lincoln Southeast is they also know, knew where he was going. They made it tough for Waller to get in the end zone. Now the big extra point from Goen. Snap good, placement down, the kick is away, and Goins' extra point is good. So 7.25 remains here this evening at Seacrest Field. Game one of the doubleheader at Seacrest. Carney 21, Lincoln Southeast 14, a Bearcat touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank and Carney, the better bank. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Well, here are the Bearcats one more time. Goins has been very good on the kickoffs and when you don't allow the speedsters from Southeast a chance to return it, which they have not had the opportunity in the kickoff game uh, to do so tonight, they really haven't had it in the punting game because the strategy is to hit low liners from Coster. Whether that's intentional or not, not positive, but the ones he's hit have been that way. 21-14 now. Carney has taken the lead with both second-half touchdowns after forcing Southeast to fumble at the Bearcat 2. This kick just got a yard into the end zone. You can just tell that Devin McLean wants to bring that ball up. So frustrating. You don't get a ton of chances to return the ball each week, and when you don't get any, ugh. As soon as he caught the ball, realized he was in the end zone, the white cap blew the ball dead, and he took the ball and pounded it between his hands because he was frustrated. He had the wall set up to the right side. He wasn't able to take advantage of it. Carney High scored the last 14 points unanswered. Can Lincoln Southeast respond here with the clock ticking at 725? So first down and 10. Strong back under center. Gives it to the fullback, Olsen. This time, Carney is ready. He will get four, four and a half. First hit there by Tate Gillen as he was trying to fight off the tight end. And we got another man a little slow to get up here for Southeast, but saying he's okay is Matt Hurley as he gets back into the, kind of stretches his back out there, gets back into the huddle. They'll officially mark it down as a gain of five for Brock Olson. Six carries, 70 yards. He had the big carry to set him up first and goal, but then they fumbled. Second and five strong. Slot right side. Haven't seen that before. They'll throw it out here in the flat, and it is complete for a first down, making it out to the 30, 34, rolling forward to about the 35-yard line is once again going to be Carter Johnson and move the chains, a gain of nine. That was a nice touch throw there for the Knights quarterback, Jack Strong, because he had to throw it over the outstretched arms of Noah Urbanic, who was coming from his defensive end position. He had a good opportunity to knock the ball down, 
Jack Strong, the quarterback for the Knights, just did a nice job of touching it over the outstretched arms of, of Urbanic into his wide receiver's hands. McLean in motion from right to left. Twins on the short side of the field out of the eye formation. Prather to the wide side. Follows his blocker. Olsen gets a little seam. Carney about poked it away again as he gets to the 38-yard line. Ty Roseberry, along with Tommy Cuchera, make a little sandwich of Mr. Prather. Martez Prather picks up four. It'll be second down. And six, want to remind you that when the football game is done, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show will have the final stats for you. And then we'll head down to Kansas City as the Royals take on the Cleveland Indians a night after clinching their first division title in 30 years. And we've got a little equipment issue down there on the field for a timeout. All fixed. Southeast comes over the ball. Second and six at their own 34, trailing Carney. 21-14, 5.45 and counting. Strong under center. Slot right, McLean looking for him. Here comes pressure. He'll throw it out there. Complete, breaks a tackle, but steps out of bounds immediately. Right near the first down marker. Going to be a yard short, though. That'll be third and one. Tommy Kachera had an all-out blitz coming from his inside linebacker position. And any time that a quarterback has pressure up the middle that makes his decision-making much simpler because he really oftentimes doesn't have any type of decision to make. In this case, Jack Strong did everything he could just to try and get rid of the ball. That forces the third down here with two yards to go. Give credit to the fullback Olsen for picking it up. Twins to the wide side. Give it to Prather. That's exactly what they're going to do. He is hit. He drags. He's got the first down. He was hit there right at the line of scrimmage and not enough Trey Gruby to bring down Prather. He gets the two that he needs. They're looking. They might bring the chains out. They are going to bring the chains out here. I think he's got it. Even if he doesn't, with an inch to go, you'd have to go for it. And again, the chain gang bringing out the chains, just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home at Carney Towing and Repair. The ball spotted between the night 44 and 45-yard line. They'll put the chains down and... As my prescription glasses have finally caught up to my bad eyesight, it is a first down. So Southeast keeps marching here with 532, and it'll be rolling once they get the chain set. Southeast has not scored since 419 to go in the first quarter. They scored their first two possessions, fumbled at the Bearcat 2 earlier this quarter. First and 10, quick little drop. There's that pump and go down the left sideline, well covered and overthrown out of bounds. It just wasn't there. Didn't get Brant Barth to bite on it, looking for Carter Johnson. And Strong did the right thing. Let's not make a mistake. Let's throw it out of bounds. And again, that's the fifth or sixth time that we have seen Jack Strong, the quarterback for Lincoln Southeast, only focus on one receiver. He actually had another receiver on the far right side who had more room, not as well covered, more of a space cushion, but he only focused on one receiver, threw the ball away. Second out and 10 now for the Knights. Trying to mount the game-tying drive option out to Prather. He's deep in the backfield, needs to get the corner, makes one man miss, and then Stouffer drags him down from behind after a short gain to the 47-yard line, gets two. We'll call it third down and eight. Noah Urbanic from his defensive end position absolutely blew up the blocker trying to hold him up on the left side of the defense for Carney High. And unfortunately for the Bearcats, he did get about a two-yard gain out of it. The good part about it is, is now it's third down because Strong had to throw the ball away on first down. Third down 
eight for the Bearcats. Clock continuing to roll now under 440 left in the game. Strong will be in the shotgun for a rare time here with three wide outs, third and eight southeast. Little linebacker blitz up the middle. Here comes Kuchera. Throw it down the middle, and it's picked off. A one-hand pick, and Harris just slides down at the 37-yard line intended for Devin McLean, who looked like he was there, and Harris picked it off with one hand, and he wants to live at southeast. He's had two incredible games here this year. We just talked about it three or four plays ago, Doug, where Tommy Kuchera had a blitz coming in up the A-gap between the center and the guard. And in this case, it was initially picked up. Tommy Kuchera fought off the initial block from the left guard, was able to get there, get his hands up, force strong to float that ball. Alex Harris, again, has come up with a big interception, his fourth interception of the year that I've seen in just watching him play, and none has been bigger for the Bearcats. He's got them all. Uh, for the Bearcats, he's done a great job. Now, this game, not over. Carney needs to move the ball out of the eye formation. They'll give it to Urbanic. How conservative will they be? He dances in the hole, gets across the 40. A lot more room between the tackles than you would normally see, especially in this situation. He gets to the 41. That's a gain of four, and they'll take that every time, second and six. Everybody in the stadium knows that Carney High is going to run the ball. They have their heavy jumbo package in, only one wide receiver out. Short splits among the offensive line here. Everyone knows the ball is going to be run either by Waller or by Urbanic. And still, credit to Carney High offensive line. He got four yards on first down. They have not went to the tight ends, Marlette or Kuchera, all game long through the air. They'll hand it to Urbanic, tries to bounce out to the right side, makes a nice spin move so that he can get a yard out to the 43-yard line. Good video game move there to get positive yardage and give them a chance on third down. Two timeouts remain for the Knights, but they won't use one here. 3.30 and counting. Ball at their own 43 for Kearney. Dangerous time here for Lincoln Southeast because they had a run blitz. They had three linebackers in their 3-4 set. Three of the four linebackers were on a run blitz. Trey Clevenger, the only wide out here. They try to draw him off sides. Now looking to the sidelines, five seconds on the clock. Under center, take the snap, Waller, gives it to Urbanic, just lowers his shoulder, doesn't get the first down. That was kind of like we'll just concede here, and Southeast will use a timeout, a gain of about a yard and a half. They'll mark it out at the 45, but it's fourth and all of two yards here for Kearney High. With 3.04 to go in the football game, one timeout remains for Southeast. It's a punting situation for Kearney. Bearcats 21, Lincoln Southeast 14. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. For more high school football and score updates throughout the night, be sure to keep it on ESPN 1460-1550 and 1230-KHAS. We will deliver the scores, and Ashley Furniture Home Store delivers your dream furniture to your door. Carney Catholic, the pregames are on. Carney Catholic at St. Paul on 1460. Adam Central Gearing on 1550. St. Cecilia Donovan Trumbull, 1230 KHAS and com. Coster to punt. They hustle out. They snap it. They boot it away. High, short kick, returnable at the 20-yard line. Johnson to the 23, and a good open field tackle that time by the Bearcats. L.D. Brown. 
on special teams. Comes up with a big play. We have not called Mr. Brown's name yet this game, but few tackles have been more important because if he doesn't make that tackle, the Knights may still be running with the ball. LD made a great tackle, wrapped up, used his shoulder, used his helmet, used both arms, brought the punt returner down to the ground, ball spotted on the 24-yard line, clock at 257 and counting. A 35-yard punt, four-yard return, last chance for the Knights. Carney leads 21-14. Strong, reverse, and around the right side with it is going to be McLean to the 25, to the 30. Well covered, but a flag at the corner. That means hold or block in the back. It's going to be enough for a nine-yard gain, but right where you turn the corner on those plays, it's always the same call, and this means they're going to wipe it out. A hold on Lincoln Southeast. The call is going to go against Lincoln Southeast because number 12 for the Bearcats, Zach Blasco, somebody whose name we have called quite a bit on the offensive side. In this case, he makes one of the defensive plays of the game because he turned the blocker toward the inside. That means he turned the runner toward the inside, and as the runner passed him, the blocker still held on to him. So the block actually occurred after the ball had crossed the plane inside of him. He's the one that, for lack of a better term, he drew that holding penalty. Well, two-yard gain, then a 10-yard penalty brings up first down and 18 as they go three wide here for Southeast and out of the shotgun, Strong. Pressure from Roseberry. Gets him inside the two but can't get the tackle. Now Strong rolls out, rolls out, nowhere to go. He's going to have to eat it. He gets to the left sideline and maybe even picked up a little yardage there. Tiptoe about five yards from the 13 down to the 18, 19, and finally pushed out of bounds at the 21-yard line. Roseberry about had him all the way back at the two. But instead of about a 15-yard loss, it's going to be about a two-yard, six-yard gain. Excuse me. It was first and 18. It's second and 13, a gain of five. Strong hasn't run the ball very much tonight. In fact, sacked twice, four carries, negative two. Second down and 13. Got out of bounds. Stopped the clock. 21-14, Carney. Same formation, twins to the wide side, single to the left, rolling to the wide side, strong. Out here in the flat, wide open is Johnson, and he'll step out of bounds and then maybe be hit right on that out-of-bounds marker at the 32-yard line. Still not enough for the first down, but it'll be third and short, and Carney just kind of gave that soft cushion out here near the sideline. And a gain of 11 on the play, third and two. We hadn't seen that soft cushion, Doug since the second or maybe even the third possession of the game for Lincoln South for Lincoln Southeast. Carney High had shortened up their splits and only give them a two or three yard cushion as opposed to the seven yard cushion we were seeing earlier in the game. This is a big third down here for Carney High. Dock him to the left, twins to the short side of the field, and Carney doesn't like what they see. They've got the timeouts to use. They're going to use one right here, maybe even catch their breath a little bit. The Bearcats first timeout of the second half brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, and local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. It's Kearney 21, Southeast 14. The Knights facing third and two at their own 32 with 2.22 remaining. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar in Kearney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Kearney. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's back here at Seacrest Field. 
Kearney Bearcats trying to come back and win another one. Leading it 21-14, third down and two, southeast at their own 32, 2.22 to go. Strong under center, gives it to Prather up the middle, has got the first down. He got what he needed, three yards on the play, and now they'll want to hustle up and get back to the line of scrimmage, but they are going to huddle. Ball at the 34, there's still time, two timeouts, excuse me, one timeout left for southeast. 2.18, now they roll the clock. Carney High needs to make another adjustment here because they – the linebackers in that last play, Doug, were so far back, they need to step up just a little bit. First and 10, strong under center. Three-step drop, quick out here to Johnson. Complete, breaks a tackle. He needs to get out of bounds. He fights forward and gets about five more. Carney, Carney emerges came, with the football. Carney came out of there with the ball, but I think they're blowing it dead. And if they blew it dead, that means he stepped out of bounds and the clock is stopped with 2.01. So he stepped out of bounds before the Bearcats ripped it away, and that's going to be an eight-yard completion to bring up second down and two eight yard gain on first down second and short that opens up the entire playbook here for lincoln southwest if i'm coach gatula i might just take a shot downfield to see what i can do if i don't get it pick it up on third down trips to the left nobody to the right out of the shotgun that's the way strong will roll throws underneath for johnson little high and it's knocked away by urbanic right in front of the carney bearcat bench it'll bring up third down and two and yes a little surprise. At some point, you've got to take that shot. Sometimes the other team tries to outguess you, like maybe they're okay. It's second and two. Here's where they're going to take their shot. So they remain conservative. Third and two stops the clock. One fifty-six to go here on KKPR-FM. Carney, Grand Island Hastings, World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Trips to the left. Devin Mac- McLean, Carter Johnson, Trevor Dockham. Lone man of the backfield is Prather. Let's see if they go to him again on third and short. Back to pass. Wide receiver screen. Complete. Hit. Urbanic drops him for a loss. It's going to be fourth and five. And the helmet comes off of Urbanic. He's got to come out for a play. But it is fourth and five here. And now Southeast can't use a whole lot of time. But they do have to convert negative three on the completion. You know, Doug, I I know that you and I have talked about many times that there's a reason that we're up here and coaches are down there. I don't at all understand that play call for Lincoln Southeast because you're on the far right hash. You have a sophomore quarterback late in the game. You need to score, score quickly. That ball went to the far left sideline. That ball probably traveled 50 yards in the air, but only netted a three-yard loss. Here we go. Fourth and five. Southeast must convert. Prather, the lone man of the backfield. Will they chance it? No. Blitz coming up. Prather gets it. Rolling to his right. Strong. He's going to have to run for it. He gets to the 40. Gets to the 45. Stretches the football forward and has the first down. Runs out of bounds to stop the clock with 120 to go. First time that we've really seen Strong able to do that. He did it earlier in the drive when he was almost sacked, but that was more of a design. A gain of nine. And still in business is Southeast. The sophomore, Zach Strong here, Doug, showing a lot of speed once he got to the outside. Again, he was looking at one receiver, one receiver only. When that broke down, he jumped to his right and was able to get the first down. Same alignment, trips to the left. Snap it, give it to Prather. Dance into the backfield, turns the corner, gets into Carney territory. Tackled out of bounds by Clevenger. As down low, Trey makes sure he gets the tackle, but Prather was able to stretch the ball out of bounds. And they'll mark him just short of the first down at the 42. So now Southeast looking pretty good. It'll be second down and one. Prather, they can still get him the ball to run. He's had earlier in the game good chunks of yards, 10 and 11-yard runs numerous times. Carney pass defense 
See if they keep it going. Second and one at the 41. Carney up 21-14. 1.15 to go, but Southeast on the move. Out of the shotgun on second at one. Strong. Blitz is picked up. Throw it out here in the flat. Complete to McLean. Urbanic will horse collar him down at the 33-yard line. No penalty. And he's a little slow to get up. He... He did a good little uh, steer wrestling move right there, and McLean is still down. Did a great job of steer wrestling him down, but unfortunately for McLean, he might have twisted an ankle or a knee because that's how Noah turned him to the inside. Noah did a great job there of stopping him and turning him to his inside shoulder, not allowing the receiver to get out of bounds. Unfortunately for McLean, that also it looked like twisted maybe a knee or an ankle. Neck could be anything over there as he is still hunched over on all fours. And one thing about it, uh, Southeast is taking little chunks here, and they're getting the clock stopped numerous times. They have now moved the ball. There's still a minute nine left, and they are at the 33-yard line. Of course, they have to get the touchdown. And then if you're Southeast, when you get to an extra point, would you even consider just going for the win when you're one and three, you're playing on homecoming or Do you go, yay, we tied it, and uh, up walking off under his own power, but a little shaky? I think it's more the neck than anything here for Devin McLean, but one of their top two receivers comes to the sideline, and Brady McDonald will now come in in that package to the left side, along with Carter Johnson. They will keep Dockham over here to the right side. Carney 21, Lincoln Southeast 14, 109 to go in the football game. And it is first and 10 nights at the 33 of the Bearcats. Back to the shotgun for quarterback Jack Strong. Takes the snap, three-step drop, looking left all the way, looking now over the middle. It's covered. Here comes pressure. He'll throw to the end zone, and it is going to be in and out of the hands of their tight end, Michael Brittenham. Carney was ready to pick it off, and again the ball sailed over the defensive back's head on a big-time scramble that was near disaster for the Bearcats. Brittenham had it in his pocket at the five. Four hands on two different teams had an opportunity for that ball, Doug, because the Carney High defender had an opportunity to pick that ball, but it went through his hands and then went into the breadbasket of the Lincoln Southeast receiver, but nobody you, could come up with it. You wonder how Gruby didn't get any of that one. Second and ten now, strong out of the shotgun. Looking left again, now rolling to his right, under pressure, hitting the backfield, throws it up for grabs towards the sidelines, and it is incomplete. A good job of dumping the ball, and Trevor Dockham saw what was going on, so he headed that way to avoid any thought of an intentional grounding. But good pressure in the backfield. First man, Andy Mason getting back there. Roseberry's been back there a lot tonight. Rudy Stouffer, of course, the big play of the game was the fumble recovery. Fumble by um, Martez Prater at the two-yard line that Stouffer came up with earlier in this quarter, and if earlier any, in this half, excuse me. And if anybody ever wanted to know what kind of a person Ty Roseberry was, he was the one, the defensive lineman for the Bearcats, that forced him to throw it early, knocked the quarterback down, and then pulled him right back up after the play was over. Third and ten nights at the Kearney 33, 49 seconds to go. Strong blitz. Kuchera got him all the way back at the 42-yard line. Prather went low to block him. Kuchera crawled up his back, and he's able to drop Strong all the way back at the 46. That's a loss of 13 and brings up 4th and 23. Tommy Kuchera coming from his middle inside linebacker position actually had a stunt going where he started to go over the A-gap between the center and the left guard. Stunted, came around the outside of the right tackle from the quarterback's blind side. He had nowhere to go but down once Tommy got there. And Southeast forced to burn 
their final timeout just when things were going good for them. They were moving the ball. They were at the 33-yard line, a minute nine to go, first and ten. Two incompletions and then a sack, all on great pressure from Carney High. Give credit to the secondary. Part of that's the sophomore quarterback not wanting to take a chance and make a mistake. But great job by the corners and safeties back there. Harris already has an interception. Two turnovers here in the second half for Southeast, and they need to get in the end zone. Fourth and 23, back at the 46-yard line, so they need to get exactly halfway to the goal to keep things going here. Out of timeouts, but if they can get the first down, they'll have time, get up, spike it, and run it again. What kind of play? They've only had a couple times where they've even really chanced it downfield. And Sterling Smith hasn't been in the ball game for a long, long time because he got dinged on defense. Here comes the blitz. Rolling out strong. He's got some time. Gets set. Fires it down here. We've got all kinds of uh, contact. They want a flag. There is no flag, and it's incomplete. That's your ball game. And I think one of the reasons why is they really overthrew the intended receiver. In fact, McLean and Johnson basically could have held hands where they were and so the Carney defenders were right there. They crisscrossed the wide receivers, ran into the Bearcats. It was some 10 to 15 yards over their head, and that should be the ball game. The ball was uncatchable, just as you said, Doug, but just as important for that, the Lincoln Southeast wide receivers, instead of maintaining a 10-yard split between the receivers going downfield, both of them were within a yard of each other, made it easy for Carney High to defend. Carney High now in the victory formation with 38 seconds left. Have to snap it twice if the officials hustle. Southeast tries to come through there and make something happen. And the officials are going to be more than gracious of not getting the ball spotted. And Carney's not going to have to mark it again. They're not going to have to snap it again. And that'll be it here for Carney High. They took the knee with 38 seconds left. And the Bearcats, who so, so close last week, they make the comeback here this week. A tough loss. For the Knights, it's homecoming. They got out to such a great start. They were up 14-7 to after each team had had the ball. They scored on their first two possessions. Still some jawing here between the coaching staff and the official that did not throw the pass interference flag. And the final score, Carney 21, Lincoln Southeast 14. The Knights were up 14-7 at the half. But the Bearcats, Waller to Harris, and Waller on a quarterback sneak after making a couple of nice runs. The Bearcats now 3-2, and two, the Knights 1-4. and four. We'll be back with the New West Post Game Show. We'll wrap up things here from Lincoln Southeast and then bring you Royals baseball. Stay with us. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. 
And welcome back to Southeast. As always, a big thank you to our many fine sponsors for allowing us to bring you high school athletics. It is time now for the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. The Bearcats, a much happier bus trip this Friday night than last Friday, Brandon. It's going to be a long trip back to Kearney from Seacrest Field, but not nearly as long as it was last week after the heartbreaking two-overtime loss to Papillion La Vista South. And in this case, Kearney High once again proved that it can bounce back from so much adversity it's faced throughout the year, and that ability to become the bounce-back Bearcats was big for their win here this afternoon. And so many long faces here on the sideline for Lincoln Southeast because Lincoln Southeast came out, took the opening drive, against the Bearcats and had a 7-0 lead. Carney High responded, bounced back, got a 7-7 tie. Lincoln Southeast responded, took the second drive down, got a 14-7 lead. We were at 14-7 for a long time after the third possession of the game for Lincoln Southwest and Lincoln Southeast and Carney. We had a 14-7 lead that really lasted until the fourth, excuse me, the third quarter. And then Carney really dominated the second quarter but couldn't put any points on the board, missed two field goals. Carney High got another touchdown, go to 14-14, and then one late touchdown, 14-21. So in this case, Carney High once again proved they can be the bounce-back Bearcats. We talked in our pregame whether or not Carney could do that. They did that, won the game. Another thing in our weather report, whether or not Martez Prather could be Martez Prather, no complaints there. Had 150-ish yards for the senior, six foot, 220 pounds. He's getting lots of Division One looks, so you knew that he was going to get a certain amount of his yards, but Carney High was able to contain him. He had the one yard, excuse me, the one long run for 44 yards. That was the second and ultimately the final touchdown for Lincoln Southeast, Doug. And after that, Martez Prather had a few yards here and there, but he was never able to get open for the big, long gains. The other thing we looked at, whether or not each team could get its ground game going, Carney High was able to run the ball when they needed to, throw in some passes to keep Lincoln Southeast honest, but Carney High's ground game ultimately is what won in this game. 21-14, the win coming up tonight for Carney High. We'll look at the final stats right after this on the New West Post Game Show. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great-tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences, fun and innovative new meal options, and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Carney. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. Welcome back to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Carney 21, Lincoln Southeast 14. Let's take a look at the unofficial final stats. I had the ball game tonight, and as expected, Martez Prater led the way for Lincoln Southeast. 25 carries, 150 yards, and a touchdown. 
Brock Olson, the fullback, six carries, 70 yards. Carter Johnson, one carry, two yards. Quarterback Jack Strong, six carries, negative six yards. He was sacked three times, but nothing bigger on the next to last play, which took it from third and 10 to fourth and 23. 38 rushing attempts, 216 yards for Southeast. Through the air, Strong for a sophomore. They didn't ask a whole lot of him, but they did ask him to complete a lot of short passes. He was pretty good. 8 of 13 in the first half for 97. 7 of 12 with the one interception for just 45 yards, showing how short all those passes were in the second half. So overall, 15 out of 25, one interception, one touchdown, 142 through the air, 216 on the ground, 358 yards for the Knights, 13 first downs, excuse me, 18 first downs. Half of those were in the first quarter tonight on those two drives that put up their lone two touchdowns. Four punts in the game, nothing spectacular. They averaged about 29 yards, two turnovers, both of them in the second half. The big one was the fumble by Prater at the two-yard line of the Bearcats going in. The second was an interception, a one-handed pick there by Harris, and uh, five penalties for 35 yards for Lincoln Southeast. They are now 1-4, and four, and they'll be playing a Lincoln High next week, Lincoln East the next week, as we talked about in the pregame. Both of these teams had a chance, especially with that tough one for Carney last week, to really put a nice 3-4-5 game winning streak together. For Carney High, Noah Urbanic led the way, 23 carries, 111 yards. Tim Dubry had the one carry for two yards that set him up at first and goal, and Jake Waller got that last touchdown. 15 carries, 73 yards, One touchdown on the ground for Waller. 39 carries, 186 yards on the ground for Carney. And for Jake, he did what he needed to do tonight. He was fortunate a couple of times. Uh, It ended up Carney didn't get any points because they missed those field goals uh, in the second quarter. But there were a couple that Southeast had their hands on. But he was clean. 5 of 11 for 83 in the first half. 7 of 9 for 81 in the second half. And had a touchdown in each half. So Jake Waller tonight, 12 out of 20. No interceptions, two touchdowns, 164 yards through the air, 186 on the ground, 350, eight yards difference I had in the total offense, 18 first downs, the same amount for Carney. Punted the ball four times for an average of about 36 yards and four penalties for Carney, all false starts for 20 yards. The Bearcats now 3-2, and two, and they will return home to play Lincoln East next week, then to Omaha Bryan, definitely both winnable games. For the Bearcats, Brandon. Great opportunity here for, as you said, Lincoln, I'm sorry, for Carney High to start to put together a little bit of a mid- mid-season run. If you look at Carney High's regular season schedule of nine games, if you chunk that into the first three, the middle three, and the last three, in each of those three segments of three games, if Carney High can go two and one and two and one and two and one, all of a sudden they're six and three for the season. Great opportunity to, if not win their district, at least to get to the playoffs with those extra points and an opportunity to advance and see what they can do once the playoffs come. Also something that you said in your stat recap and I think the most important stat that you read was the fact that Jake Waller no interceptions tonight a great opportunity for him to do what he can do best complete those passes keep the defense honest win the win the game with his legs and with no interceptions that's the biggest key stat for the game for Carney High Let's take a look at our scoring wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. As we said, it started quick. It looked like it was going to be a shootout. We didn't think it would be, and it ended up not really being. But quickly, three possessions, three scores. 
Lincoln Southeast won the toss. They took the ball. Carney kicked it into the end zone. 80 yards, 10 plays, a 26-yard touchdown pass from Jack Strong into the hands of Sterling Smith, who they really missed there in the second half uh, for anything downfield and just a bigger type of receiver to handle it. Uh, He was a big factor in the first half. The extra point was added by place kicker Aiden Bennett, made it 7-0 on the opening drive, 8.06 to go. Carney answered right back, an 80-yard drive, 20-yard touchdown pass, 204 was all it took off the clock from Jake Waller to Alex Harris. It wasn't supposed to be to Alex Harris. It was supposed to be to J- Trey Gruby. At least that's the way it looked because it bounced off Gruby's helmet and shoulder pad, and Harris just caught it in stride and went in for the touchdown. Going out of the kick made it 7-7. Right around again, less than two minutes, a 44-yard run from Martiz Prater. Capped another 80-yard drive. Bennett out of the kick. 4.19 to go in the first quarter. It's already 14-7 in favor of Lincoln Southeast. Second quarter, Carney dominated, but they couldn't score. Missed two field goals, a 32 and then a 25-yarder that, according to our Platte River Radio photo, actually was inside the right upright and should have counted. And thank goodness that's not what this game came down to. They missed one. Nonetheless, it didn't go up on the scoreboard. It was still 14-7 at the half. Carney got the ball to start the third quarter. And just like Southeast did to start the game, went 80 yards. Waller hit Alex Harris on a one-on-one 19-yard touchdown pass, going out of the extra point kick to tie it. Then the Rudy Stouffer fumble recovery at the two-yard line, and uh, that was big. 154 to go in the third quarter. Southeast had made that big run from uh, Brock Olson, got down to the two-yard line, fumbled the football, and Carney was able to move it, get a punt, make him punt again, and then uh, move it into the fourth quarter. A one-yard quarterback sneak by Jake Waller with 7.25 to go, going out of the kick. Alex Harris sealed the deal with a pick with 4.29 to go, and uh, Carney High... Uh, had to play defense one more time. Southeast did move the ball down to the 33-yard line, had a first and 10 with a minute nine, but went to three straight incompletions and a sack, and Carney High holds on to win the game 21-14, and that is your Buffalo County Farm Bureau wrap-up. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. We'll have a final thought and get on out of here, get you ready for Royals baseball, storm hockey, more football right after this. Well, it's early on in all the 7 o'clock kickoffs across the state of Nebraska. Let's take a look one final time at our Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. We deliver the scores. Ashley Furniture Home Store delivers your dream furniture to your door. Again, the final here, Kearney 21, Lincoln Southeast 14, Grand Island and Omaha West Side just kicking off. In Class B, Scotts Bluff and Grand Island Northwest are tied at 21 in the second quarter. Garing and Adams Central just underway scoreless on ESPN 1550. York has scored first on Crete. 7 to nothing. Carney Catholic is on the board 7 to nothing over St. Paul on ESPN 1460. Donovan Trumbull and St. Cecilia still scoreless on the first quarter on 1230 KHAS. Amherst has scored first a 7 nothing lead over Central Valley and Silver Lake earlier today a 69 nothing win over McPherson County playing a little afternoon football out there in 
try on. Final thoughts, Brandon. Overall, it was a very good win for Carney High, and that sounds like a simple thing to say, but after the heartbreak and a three-hour bus trip home last week, and then to be able to come back to Lincoln and play at a place that they had played just three weeks ago, an opportunity for Carney really to lay down and say, well, we're not going to be able to respond. In this case, Carney High proved to be the bounce-back Bearcats, got a solid win on the road. They come home to the friendly confines of Foster Field next week, definitely an opportunity for a win. And then Omaha, Brian, in two weeks, another opportunity for a win. Carney High sets themselves up early in their district schedule for a really good end of the season. All right, coming up next here, Lincoln North Star and Millard North play in the second game of the Friday doubleheader on what turned out to be a pretty darn good night here at Seacrest Field. Again, there's more football on our network of stations, Kearney Catholic St. Paul on ESPN 1460, Garing Adams Central on 1550, St. Cecilia Donovan Trumbull on 1230, all on PlatteRiverPreps.com. Pre-game for the home opener for the Tri-City Storm, currently on the breeze, 94.5 as they take on Omaha, face-off at 730. And coming up next, we'll head to Kauffman Stadium to join the Royals game in progress, first inning action at Cleveland. For our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom and Brandon Bennett, I'm Doug Duda. Don't forget, we will have the CPI Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show right after Royals Baseball. It will also air right after football on 1230 KHAS and com. Carney Bearcats score two second-half touchdowns and shut down Lincoln Southeast to win it 21-14. This has been the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. The proceeding has been a KKPR Sports Production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com. The Lawson is.